Live from Chatterbox Sports Studios, it's Off the Bench with Tom Brenneman. Well, hello there, and welcome to Off the Bench, presented by United Dairy Farmers. I am not Trace Fowler, I am not Tom Brenneman, I am Elliot Rearing. And I know what you're thinking, it's going to be a shtick show. It's not going to be. This is serious sports talk only today. All right? Serious sports talk. If you don't like that, you can check out. But actually, please don't. Please stay. Uh, last night, it was a great night of college football. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to roll. Uh, except for one thing. Spectrum took away my television. I was unable to watch any of the games. It was perhaps one of the most egregious performances by a TV network provider I've ever seen. But thank you for Spectrum. Uh, I'm ready to roll. The Cincinnati Reds. The Cincinnati Reds take on the Chicago Cubs for perhaps the biggest series of the season. It's, it's the biggest series of the past couple seasons. Uh, four games with Chicago starting today at 1.10 p.m. and then again at 6.40 p.m. Uh, I'm ready to go. Reed, Casey, they are in here as well. Reed, how you doing? Hello, my name is Reed Mouse. I'm six foot tall. I'm 205 pounds. I enjoy long walks on the beach and I like a team from the north side of Chicago. Go Cubbies. Big day. Elliot, how are you? I'm doing okay. I'm doing great. I, you know, I, I'm, I've been thinking about this series a lot, and it's I, – I, I'm not trying to put, like, too much hype on it. I'm not, I'm not trying to put too much pressure on myself. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying not to. But, I mean, it really it is, it is the season. Right now the Reds are a game and a half back. The Giants have uh, the lead of that second – or the third and final wild card spot. Uh, the Cubs – have have the lead of the or have the uh, sole possession of the second wild card spot. Phillies are in. Congratulations, Philadelphia. Um, but this is everything. I mean, this is when, when we started this season. If you told me in September, and, and we are in September, so wake me up when September ends. ACDC. <laughs> you say ACDC? Sorry. Did you say no, ACDC? I mean, what? A, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean Reed that's a great Green season. Day. Green Day. Sorry, Billy Joe. I'm sorry, Wait. Billy Joe. Yeah, that's 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 pretty atrocious. If you told me at the beginning of the season that the Reds were going to be playing playoff baseball, and this is essentially what the playoffs are. I mean, playoff baseball, you're playing good teams when it matters. That's essentially what this is. This is a playoff series before the playoffs. So I'm ready to go. I'm ready to roll. Uh, again, it's it's <laughs> it, it's got me nervous. I'm going to the game. Reed's going to the game. Casey, you bought tickets, right? I did not buy tickets. Oh, Casey. Why not? I, I just, you know. Is FCC plan? No, no. Just, then what's going on? I don't know. I just, you know, I, I had this whole vision plan that, you know, we were going to go to the game together, game one, and then we were going to go to the Hard Rock Casino together and just toss some die, have a little fun. Then, then we were going to go watch game two. But that's not happening. No, it's not happening. You're right. And it's because uh, my grandmother, shout out uh, Grandma Diane, Momo Diane. I call her Momo. Uh, I call all my grandparents Momo and Papa. So if you, if, you, if you don't like that, if you think that's childish, that's on you. That's not on me. It's her 80th birthday party tonight. So if that's not a good enough reason to go, Casey, you can take off that Viking helmet. And you can walk out the studio. I don't care. I mean, that's just, I think that was pretty disrespectful. And by the way, I'm going to game one. I could have walked over to the casino for ga before game two. And then you still could have gone to game two because our boss, I believe Trace Fowler, is doing a double header, double feature over there at Great American Ballpark. He's going to both of them. So he's packing the park. I need everybody in the chat to pack the park. I can't – listen, for the past, like, I don't know, 10 years, it's been whenever the Cubs play Chicago or whenever the Reds play Chicago, 
the stadium is just packed with Cub fans, and they're not even real Cub fans. That's what's that's what really hurts. They're just guys from Mason. They're scrubs like Reed. They're sitting from Hamilton, Ohio, and they're like somehow they somehow become Cubs fans. God only knows how that happens. Uh, but I need Reds fans in the ballpark. I need to I need to quiet quiet the Chicago fans. Mm. I have had a horrible time in Chicago. Uh, the Cubs, the Cubs have made me very sad this season. Even though the Reds do have a winning record against them, we do have the tiebreaker. Reds need to win the series. That's going to be on you. That's going to be on me. It's going to be on everybody in the city. Really, let's just have a good series. Reed, I think you're a bum. Oh, thanks, Elliot. Love you too. And I think when, when Reed and I go down to the ballpark tonight, I don't know if we're going to be sitting next to each other. I don't want to bother Reed. Um, I, I, I don't. I, I mean, I, I can't do it again. But at some point, I'm going to walk over to his seats. I'm going to find out where he's sitting. And hopefully, the Reds are winning at that point. And I can just brag in his face. Listen, that's, I, that's, my dream, that's my dream scenario today. If I can go over to Reed in the fifth inning and laugh at him, that's, that's all I can ask for. Listen, I, I, prefer, I prefer to go to the Cubs games alone. That's what I've done for long. I mean, unless Mariana's coming with me every year. Every year, I ask my friends, like, hey, the Cubs are coming to town. I'll buy tickets. I will buy you tickets. Will you come with me? And they say, Reed, you're the most insufferable fan I've ever been around. There's not a chance I will not go watch that game with you. So I've grown accustomed to sitting, getting my, getting my space, needing my space, and just fully locked into the ball game. So that's what I'm going to do today. That's what I'm going to do. I, Elliot, I'm happy for you. And, and don't come around. Don't come around. Listen, and, and again, Reed and I are very close friends, as he's, as he's mentioned. We're per perhaps best friends. I, I, I would hate to put that title on it. Yeah. Casey and I are more like brothers. I mean, it's if you have to you know, combine them. But Reed and I are best friends. So it's, it's you know, when your friend is, is going through something, and he's going to be going through something today around probably 2 o'clock once uh, Hunter Renfro and, and Harrison Bader go, go home run, go, go yard on him. So I, I'm ready to win. I could not be more excited for this series. And again, I'm trying not to hype it up too much because if we get four games swept, the season's over. I want to make that very clear right now. It's not over, but at the same time, if you can't show up one time, and this has been an issue with the Reds all season, if you can't show up one time to a meaningful series, you can't, you, you can't be relied upon, all right? I, you, can't, you can't bet on the Reds to win these games if they're not even going to show up. It's happened with Milwaukee all year long. I think if you look back and you say, well, the Dodgers, those were big series. And they were. They were. But in the large scheme of things, or in the, I guess, yeah, in the large scheme of things, they, that series wasn't hyped up to this point. It's important. Every game matters, especially when you're a wild card team. Every single game matters. But these feel, these feel larger than life right now. You can jump three teams. You can jump the Diamondbacks, the Giants, and the Cubs if you were to four-game sweep. Is a four-game sweep realistic? No. It's not. I don't think it, the Reds will, will win three games. I'm going to be honest. I think it's going to be a split. Split keeps us right on track, keeps us right on pace. If we play 500 ball, we'll be okay. Um, but real quick, before we get back to the Reds, last night, college football, uh, arguably night one of college football. If you want to count the clown show that was uh, last Saturday in week zero, whatever, uh, Notre Dame, shout out Notre Dame. Best team, week, week. Best team in the land. Best team in the land. Ryan Day hasn't had an hour of sleep ever since he saw yeah. what we did to Navy. <laughs> what we did to Navy. Listen, we took the armed forces to foreign soil and just trampled them. Because that's what Catholics do. That's what we do. We pillage. We crusade. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Catholics certainly do. So I will, but don't bring, please don't bring politics and religion into my show, Reed. This is my show. And, we're, and again, this is a serious. If you were expecting to have a little bit show, a little comedy hour, you're wrong. This is serious sports talk. Can, can I get a camera shot on Casey? This is how serious we are right now. If you don't think we're serious, as you look at Casey and that plastic horned helmet, if you don't think we're serious right now, you've come to the wrong program. Serious sports talk. Last night, college football. Again, I was able to, unable to view any of the games. Unable to view anything. Spectrum, perhaps, could be the very worst TV service provider of all time. I have the tweet right here. Uh, I turned on my TV last night. My dad came up to me. He's like, what's going on? My dad was trying to watch US Open tennis. <laughs> what was that laugh? What was that laugh? I laughed because you laughed. I didn't laugh. You laughed. This you is, said again. you said you said this is this is a replay. We're going under the hood right now. This is the replay. You said my dad was trying to watch U.S. tennis, and then I giggled I didn't at that. Do that. I didn't I do that. I giggled at that. It was the first night of college football. We turn on the TV and we get essentially this message: the Walt Disney Company has removed their programming from Spectrum. Spectrum is on your side. Yeah, yeah. Fighting hard to resolve this situation and keep costs down while protecting and maximizing customer choice. We apologize for the inconvenience. Yeah, I would say it's a pretty big inconvenience. I mean, it was one of the most disgraceful things I've ever seen. So if you're a Spectrum fan, uh, if you have Spectrum, it's time to cut the cord. It is time to cut the cord. Are you going to read the Super Chat? or the su What was the Super Chat? I'm, I'm new to this. I'm new to this. I'm new. What was the Super Chat? Hold it's on. That's on the screen. Everybody calm down. To on. Hold on. Everybody calm down. Everybody relax. Can you not read the screen, Elliot? We have... I, I'm not going to lie... I have to go to an eye doctor because my glasses aren't working really great at this point. It, it, I, I'm not going to say I'm a problem on the roads, but I mean, I, I, need, a, I need to visit an eye doctor. So we have Chi-Town Real Estate. Shout out Chi-Town. Good morning. I love you all. I love you more. Chi-Town Real Estate. And we, and we got have, one more. And we have Sir Boy Wonder. Reed is a Mason Cubs fan. He needs some dial soap. He does need some soap. He needs to clen clean, cleanse himself. Read? I do. What's, what's, what's the dial soap bit? Did I say something bad? Do I need to wash my mouth out? Do they think I'm just smelly? Well, I think I think really what it comes down to is... Or do I just stink? When the camera pans to you, like it's a slow pan, uh, and we're all trying to be serious. This is a serious sports talk show. And it pans over to you, and you have that stupid grin, and you're dressed head to toe in Cubs gear, and your shorts are up to your crotch, and it's like, it's a troll. It's a troll. It's a friendly troll. Uh, but it's a troll nonetheless. So doop ba doop ba doop out from under the bridge you come, and it's like maybe that's like where the, where the hesitation is with these with these fans and with our with our supporters. It's they look at you and they just see a troll, a smelly little troll. So that's where the dial soap comes in. Is I'm a smelly little troll who lives underneath a bridge. There's probably not running water underneath the bridge. I need a shower. <laughs> that's so correct. Just, a bridge normally goes over a body of water. I'll just jump in the Hamilton River with the dial soap. Yeah, I mean please. Yeah, so Drew Garrison, I think he just gave $5 without what a, a message. What a super chat from Drew. Drew, I mean, Drew, I, I listen, I'll take your money, and I love you for it. Oh, wait, here we go. No, that's just from Drew Garrison, right? Yeah, it's just $5. So, Drew, what Drew. are we doing? <laughs> Drew, Drew, I listen, buddy, I think I thank you. If Drew wants to put a message in the chat, let me know what it is, because I think he got robbed there, if I'm going to be honest. I think he accidentally hit the, the it button. Might, it might have been this. The, but, the button. L look, at, look at it now. It look might have been it. that. Oh my God, I'm late for Elliot hosting. Yes. Yes, you are. But that's okay, Drew. We're happy to have you. And thank you for the super chat. You just fed my dog. Thank you very, very, very much. Uh, so college football was last night. A quick re a recap of the scores um, and our picks from, from yesterday. Utah. 
Are you going to go to the YouTube TV? Are you going to cut the cord? Yeah. I'm cutting the cord. Nice. Nice. Are, are, you, are you worried about the delay? Because that's, that's a worry from the delay is The delay is an issue, but again, you have no choice. If Spectrum on the biggest night of the year, one of the biggest nights of the year, is just going to cut off cable altogether and you're just not going to be able to watch programming that you pay for, keep in mind, you literally are paying for it. If they're not going to allow me to watch it, then you're gone. We're going to YouTube. YouTube TV is, YouTube in general is really the best platform of all time, so whatever. Uh, Utah, they beat Florida 24-11. Wake Forest, they beat Elon 37-17. UCF, shout out Kent State. I'm a defender of the MAC. Man, the MAC just, I mean, it's just sad football, really. If, if, if UCF, I mean, has UCF put a banner up for that yet? UCF loves fake banners. 56-6, they wallop Kent State. Nebraska and Minnesota. I want to talk about this game. I have, I have the uh, highlight of, of the game winner. Again, I couldn't watch the game because of Spectrum. No free ads. But it was one of the worst games I've ever oh box scored. I mean, it was one of the worst games I've ever game recapped. It's just, it's just bad football in the Big Ten, man. I mean, there's Ohio State, there's Michigan, and then there's 50 feet of crap. And then there's just nothing. I mean, there is absolutely nothing. The, the Nebraska women's volleyball team laps this Nebraska football team by a mile. So I was, I was watching this game. I had a responsible amount of money on the Bedford Sportsbook app. You should go, you should go use it right now. Um, I had a, resp a responsible amount of money on Minnesota, minus 7.5, at no point. At no point in that game could they have covered that spread. It was 3 nothing so, at halftime. Nebraska was trying to lose the game. They were throwing picks right before the half. I mean, look look at this. their touchdown. Just real quick. Here Did you see the touchdown? No, I, I was oh unable to see anything. This is great. This is great, Elliot. You're going to love this. Shout out Spectrum. No free ads. Second down and nine. They'll pitch it. Oh, reverse. Oh, reverse. oh he fumbled. Oh, oh, no. Fumbled. Oh, downfield. <laughs> Brother. God. <laughs> That's how you draw it up. That's how you draw it up. I was so mad in this moment right here. So mad. But here's the thing. If you take Minnesota, which I did, again, responsibly, you can't be expected to win that bet. They had three points for the whole game. And then they score a, a garbage time touchdown, whatever. I'm over it. Big Ten football. I, I mean, I love it. I, I love it, but I hate it so bad. I mean, it's just not competitive. I mean, the final score of each of these games is like 7-3. to three. No points are going to be scored. Just bad football. It's just bad football. But shout out Minnesota. They won it on this kick right here. Oh, my bad. No, you're, I, no Casey, I already, you're good. I already, I already cut it out. You're my bad. Let me, uh, <laughs> let me put it back in. Uh, it might be this one. It might be that one. Here we go. Here we I'm go. Just taking a stab in the dark. Yep, it's this one. <laughs> that was my bad, Casey. <laughs> that was my bad. Hand up. We're getting, new, we're getting used to hosting this. We're getting used to hosting this. Sir Boy says, Rare Elliott W. Listen. The Big Ten is great when it's just the two teams playing in it. Other than that, the rest of the league is, I mean, it's dog water. It's not good. So Minnesota wins it on the kick. Shout out Minnesota. Again, I couldn't watch this game, but Spectrum, shout out Spectrum. No free ads. So my buddy, so now that we're talking about Spectrum and, and YouTube TV again, yeah. my buddies have been fighting me for the longest time that they are cable people. Mm -hmm. They are cable guys. They said, we, we will not go to a streaming service. We are strictly cable, spectrum. That's what we want. We don't want the delay. I go over to his house to watch the game one time last year. And I'm like, Michael, where's your box? He's like, oh, I don't got a box. I just use the, the YouTube or the Spectrum TV app. I said, oh, 
You're streaming. <laughs> I was like, you don't have a box. You don't have cable. Wait, if you don't have cables, then you don't have cable. What are you talking about? <laughs> and he's like, no, no, it's Spectrum. And I had to convince, I had to tell him, show him that because of the company, it doesn't mean that you have actual cable. You are still streaming just Spectrum TV. It was what a silly, what a silly goofy boot. If you're gonna stream Spectrum, I mean, there, I can't help you there. I mean, that's just brutal stuff. And, and and speaking of the of the content that you could stream, I've got it right here for you. We're gonna go through a quick top five list. Again, we're gonna get back to the Reds in a second, but I, I, I can't emphasize enough how disappointed I am um, with Spectrum. I've, I've been with Spectrum for a long time now, and and they do this to me on, on the opening night of football. And for my dad, U.S. Open tennis. You can't. It can't happen. It just can't happen, and it's and it's inexcusable. Walt Disney, by the way, should not be, should not go unscathed. Mickey Mouse and his merry band of cartoon animals—they're they're they're not uninnocent people here, right? I mean, Walt Disney is raising these prices. McAfee joins it, and everything is all the prices are raised. Bad Disney. Uh, but here we go. This is the top five programming you can watch on Spectrum if you elect to keep your cords. Uh, if you elect to keep Spectrum, here we go. Number five. Law and Order. Oh, now, okay. Law and <laughs> I thought I thought you that got was it. A, no, Casey. Yeah, now got, you got it. I got it. you. I got you. You got it. Uh, so Law and Order has been on for I think three hundred years, and it's I think it has about forty-five spinoffs. Hawaii Five O or a Hawaii. Uh, there's a Hawaii show. Is it Hawaii Five O? What? What, what? What's the Hawaii one? Hawaii Five O is not a Law and Order spinoff. Yeah, it's, but it is. They're all the same thing. I mean, they're they're procedural dramas, but like yeah, law but it's all the same. Like <laughs> I think they they intertwine the characters. Do like they? Yeah, yeah, they do. All, all the characters in the same Law and Order universe is they're all the same people. There's just no way. And that's true. That's there's true. There's no Law way. and Order Cincinnati. There's Law and Order Las Vegas. There's really just a lot of Law and Order. There's like so three. That's, that's number five. That's number five. Uh, uh, again, these are the best <laughs> programs you can watch available to you uh, to Spectrum. No free ads to Spectrum. Zero free ads. But Spectrum, you stink. Number four, Casey. Keeping up with the Kardashians. This is quality programming. Listen, you put a camera in front of Kim K, she's going to do her thing. She's going to do some magic for you. All right? So Kim K and, and, and the Kardashians, they're going to show up. They're going to entertain you. Uh, I forget all the family members, if I'm going to be honest. Courtney. Um, uh, you don't keep up? No, I don't keep up. Unfortunately, I don't keep up. This who's, is, your, who's your favorite Kardashian? Uh, Kim, I guess, because that's the only one I could really think of. What's uh, Courtney? Courtney. Chloe, Chloe, sure, and then and then yeah. Chris, Chris is the mom, and then you, you you sprinkle it over to the Jenner family. You got Kylie and Kendall. Yeah, okay. And people, I think I've been watching. And then too the much. dad, and then the dad. I think that was the first episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. The dad of the Kardashians defended OJ in trial. That was episode one, really. If you think about it. Well, that's why they're famous. Yeah, that's that's yeah. why they're famous. All right. And, and Rob Rob died before the show started. Okay. My wife keeps no, no, up with the Kardashians. No, but episode one was really, I mean, when he defended OJ, that was, you could say that was the first episode. Because you, sure. think, of, you think of the drama, you think of all that surrounds that. Have you ever watched uh, any of the, the OJ, the, the, I think it was the one with Cuba Gooding Jr. I watched it all. With, with David Schwimmer as, as Robert Kardashian. And yeah. he's, he's talking to his kids, Chloe and, and Kim. And yeah. he, he says like, hey. Let's not make everything about us. It's not about us. <laughs> I mean, what a funny bit that they did in that. That, that was that very good. Series. That was very good. Shout out to Papa Kardashian. Uh, you defended OJ. Number three, 
Number three, this is again, these are the best programs you can watch on Spectrum, the worst TV service of all time. This is Bubble Guppies. Bubble Guppies, I believe, is on Nickelodeon or one of the, ch the children's channels. This is this is top-tier programming. When you turn on the TV after a hard day's work, you pop open a beer and you watch Bubble Guppies. That's that's really what we're doing here. So if, if again, if you're gonna elect to keep your cords, not cut. Bubble Guppies, the number three show available to you on Spectrum. No free ads. They suck. Number two, Casey. Dance Moms. Now, oh, yeah. now this show got significantly better when Abby Lee Miller went to prison, I think, for tax evasion. I don't know what she went to prison for, but again, I think it was something with taxes, something with finances. This show got infinitely better. Now, granted, I think they had to stop the show when she went to prison, but if they ever come back, I mean, think of the drama. I mean, think of a prison inmate yelling at your daughter for not doing a, a twirl right. Could you imagine that? Listen, I was I grew up I grew up with my sister. She was three years older than me, so she was stronger than me till I was about in seventh grade. So up until I got into seventh grade, we watched a lot of dance moms. We watched quite a bit of dance moms. Uh, so I'm I'm very I'm very familiar with dance moms. Yeah, so dance moms is very good. Shout out Abby Lee Miller, uh, federal inmate. Number one, this is the number one show you can watch on Spectrum. This is Shawshank Redemption, but reruns of it. So they're going to have a rerun of Shawshank Redemption on pretty much every channel. When you buy Spectrum, I think it's written down that you're just going to be able to watch Shawshank Redemption at any point, at any time, anywhere. You just get to watch Shawshank Redemption, reruns, unlimited. They have channels dedicated to it. I think channel 47 on my TV, Spectrum, shout out Spectrum, no free ads, they stink. Uh, I think 47 is just called Shawshank Channel, and they just rerun it. Shawshank Redemption, but they, unfortunately they do commercials. So you could just watch Shawshank Redemption on a streaming service for with no commercials and no interruptions, and they're never going to cut you off because God knows when Spectrum's going to just shut down Shawshank Redemption. They're going to cancel the whole movie. And that's it. That's my top five list. Can I say something because I'm a brave, brave boy over here? Yeah, you're brave. I'm very, I, I'm so brave. Um, I know the chat doesn't, doesn't like me. I'm not. I'm not trying to ruin your day. I'm not <laughs> trying to give you the worst Friday that you've ever had. And I know I have some bad takes. I know you guys hate that I like Notre Dame. I know you guys hate that I like the Cubs. I'm still a Bengals fan. I'm still a Xavier fan. But guys, <sighs> Shawshank's not as good as you guys think it is. It's a, it's a good movie. It's not the best movie of all time. I'm sorry I had to tell you that. I'm sorry I had to tell you that. It's not the best movie of all time. Unfortunately, that's a bad take. Uh, it's Again, it's from a troll. It's from a career troll. He wakes up in the morning. He, he does a couple things. He makes little bits. He, he puts the tuft of hair up there. He says the Reds stink. Um, and then he says Shawshank Redemption's a bad movie. And it's not. He says Eminem's a bad rapper. He's not. He's, so. he's not. The, I mean, once again, Eminem's Derek Jeter of rap. He's not the greatest rapper of all time. He's, his first ballot Hall of Famer is not the greatest rapper of all time. I'm sorry to tell you guys that. I'm, I, I'm sorry that white people want to take the, the, the best rapper of all time moniker, but we just can't have that one because it's just not true. But I will say, what, what, what movie is on TV more? Shawshank Redemption? Or have you ever turned on TV on a random Sunday afternoon and not seen We Are the Millers on TNT? Yeah, that's <laughs> we, true. We Are the Millers is on TNT we're religiously. The we're the, it's We Are the Millers, not We Are the Millers, but I understand. Uh, yeah, it's a good movie. I Listen... And again, this is, this is, I know everybody's mad at me for that segment, and if you want to be mad at me, that's fine. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm getting my feet wet with the hosting, so let's, uh, let's everybody calm down a bit. Uh, this is a serious sports talk show, and I expect you to act like such. <laughs> Spectrum, <laughs> Spectrum has ruined everything for me. 
I can't turn on my TV now and watch sports. If I'm going to be honest, sports are the only reason I have Spectrum. It's the only reason you have Spectrum because every movie TV show that you see on, 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 on your cable package provider, you can just stream it with no commercials and it's just easier and more convenient. So Spectrum, no free ads, but they're the worst TV service of all time. Um, and they ruined my night. So shout out Spectrum. Do we have Zach? We do have Zach. All right. So now we're going to get back to sports. Everybody can calm down a little bit. Everybody can quiet down. Sports time. Zach Freeze, my co-host on Rallycap Podcast. He's a writer for the Chatterbox blog. Zach, how are you doing, buddy? Good. Although I think um, I don't know if we have that title anymore. I, I have that title anymore. I think the blog is might be a little bit in flux. Um, but yeah, I'm doing great, Elliot. It's it's Friday. Um, I, I heard some some Eminem slander over there by one of those. Uh, you know, one of the fans of the teams in the NL Central. So Some technical I didn't really issues. appreciate that. I don't think uh, it's going through. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't got it in my headset. Anything you in mind. You look good, though, Zach. Go there we go. go We're back. We're back. I don't know what yeah. Zach just said, but I'm sure it was really intelligent. Yeah. Uh, Zach. Not Not Zach I, hear, I hear Zach. Uh, Zach. Yeah. The biggest series of the season is about to get underway here, Cincinnati. It's between the Chicago Cubs. It's between the Cincinnati Reds and the Chicago Cubs. What are the vibes right now for you? What are the vibes? What are your predictions for this series? Oh, man. The, the vibes are a lot better than they were, I think, what, 48, yeah, maybe, yeah, 48 hours ago. I mean, coming, they, they had to win the third game of the Giants series. and Obviously, you weren't feeling confident going into that with, with Hunter Green, but he pitched really well. Look, I think that – I think the season changed yesterday. I'm not, I'm not just saying it. I'm not just making it up. Harrison Bader was a guy who I was trying to manifest onto this team for next year, and we got a waiver miss present by getting him uh, this year and Renfro. I think Renfro is a good addition too, but specifically Bader. Look, um, I don't want to get too greedy because the Cubs are – I know I, I hate saying this because uh, I hate giving Reed any amount of credit or something that Reed loved any, any amount of credit – Cubs are pretty good. Like they're they're good. Damn right. Um, they're, they're good. Um, I think I think you. I know Elliot was saying if they don't win this series, like it's all over. But the shouting. But I think you take a split. I I don't know. Like I just think it's going to be hard to win the series, especially with a doubleheader. Because more often than not, you split those. So I would be okay with a split. I, I would take like right now if you said. Like, would you take a split right now? I would take it, and I think that's probably the likely outcome for the scenario or for this series. Um, I believe, as of now, they avoid Justin Steele, which I, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing because they whack that guy every time. Um, so I'm I'm not like the, the Cubs starting pitching doesn't really concern me in this series. Not really. I'm Jordan Wicks is second start. I don't know. Reed probably knows better than I, I don't know who's going in the second game. Uh, and then I think Tyone is you know been terrible is going uh, on Sunday or Saturday or Sunday, whatever Sunday, I think. Um, so I'm not, I, I think this is probably a pretty even series. And I think the additions of Bader and Renfro are, are huge for this lineup, especially against lefties. Yeah. I, I, it just seems to me like every single series, every single big series this season, the Reds have just come up short and they've massively underwhelmed the fan base. I think it happened with Milwaukee I think it happened. I, I think it's been really happening since the All Star break. Uh, Diamondbacks bad, Giants bad. 
Obviously, you sweep the team from Los Angeles that dismantled their entire ball club. But it just seems like every time the Reds need a win, they don't win. And that's what I'm concerned about right now. I don't know, I don't know if there's a fix for it. But as of right now, the Reds need to win this series. They need to. It's not over if they split. It's not over if they split. If they get swept, it's over, yeah? Sure. Yeah, no, they can't get swept. I mean, if they get swept, even a three out of four is pretty rough. I would say that's pretty horrible for vibes. No, you're right. I mean, they've they've come, they've fell flat in a lot of big series. Milwaukee, um, I feel like in a way the Arizona series was a missed opportunity. I don't think Arizona's that much better than us or if they're even better than us at all. I just think, you know, for better or for worse, I think this team, like they've hit a wall at times when you have the injuries that have piled up on top of each other, Fraley, Vado, India, you know, and guys maybe reaching kind of innings restrictions, pitching, you know, Andrew Abbott, you know, I don't know exactly if it's because of the innings thing is, is why he struggled a little bit, but maybe you look into that. Um, I think that that was kind of destined to happen, though, right? Like, you have this many rookies, you have this many guys. Like, the book is out on some of these guys now, and, and now it's up to them to adjust. But good yeah. news, they got Fraley back, right? Um, that's that's good. Hopefully the toe isn't too big of an issue. Well, I was going to ask you um, about maybe, that. If you, if you – Jake, yeah. Jake Fraley is not going to be 100%. I mean, he's playing on a broken right. toe. So I don't know what kind of Jake Fraley you expect to see, but – if right. I had to take a guess what's going to happen here, he's going to play for about 10 games. He's going to struggle at the plate, and it's going to end with him ending the season on an, on an injury, aggravating the toe, aggravating something in the right. foot, and it's just going to end. I could be wrong. It just seems I'm, I'm not ready to just bank, bank the season on Jake Fraley yet. No, that's fair. I hope I he th- come, what if he comes back and just hits like 500 and Harrison Bader does yeah, Harrison I- Bader thing? And well, I, well, I guess we'll, I guess we'll get I guess we'll get into that real quick. So I've bashed ownership for a while. You know this, Zach. I didn't think yesterday was possible. If I'm going to be honest, I think Nick Crawl's done a phenomenal job in, in in getting the young talent into our farm system. But again, I don't put I don't give the Castellinis credit for that. I think that's Nick Crawl. Yesterday was the Castellinis. They opened up the checkbook. They made a move. They got Hunter Renfro, Harrison Bader. They were Reds killers. Zach's been calling for Bader for a long time. Uh, they now join the Reds in Great American. I think Hunter Renfro hit eight home runs in the nine games he played against the Reds last season. So I'm, I, I think this is a giant move for us, at, really, at, as a franchise, when you think of, of the lack of effort that I've witnessed from, from ownership. Yeah. Um, I think uh, you look at the trade deadline. I know a lot of Reds fans were – upset about them not making the big move to get a Giolito, um, as Trace would say. Um, but I think these were great moves, right? I mean, I think these were like, these are big time, like these are big time moves. These changed the the look of the lineup, right? Like the lineup looks different. It looks a little bit longer today, right? Um, yeah. With Bader, Bader and Renfro. And I mean, look, let's just call a spade a spade. The lineup has sucked. Like everybody was calling, get the pitching, get the pitching. They need these guys, but like, look, the starting pitching, all in all, I mean, they've they've had their pickups. Like Abbott certainly hasn't pitched as well, but shoot, like I think Ashcraft and Bewill are pitching about as well as you can pitch right now. Those two guys have been balling, um, and I mean, Hunter Green just bounced back. I know it's you know one out of three good starts isn't ideal, but the lineup has struggled immensely. So I think we, we kind of, I don't want to say overrated the need 
for starting pitching, but I think we kind of lost sight of like, it was like, well, you know, there, there they go. They didn't get any of the pitching. You know, this is all on the front office for not getting the pitching, but it's like, you know, this offense has sucked so bad. They should have, they, they damn near got no hit a couple nights. The night before that was probably even worse against Kyle Harrison. That was disgusting. So this offense needed a jolt. I think more, maybe more than anything, more than the, starting pitching more than the bullpen. The bullpen's been great for the most part, you know? Sure, there have been hiccups here and there, and guys, Elliot, I know, doesn't trust any of them, and I, I, I kind of understand it. I, I get it. Like, if the bases are loaded and there's two outs, how good do you feel with our, our British son, Ian Jabot, up there, out there? <laughs> but I, Fernando Cruz has been great. I, you can't complain about him. But I understand. <laughs> like, I get it. The, but, the, but the lineup is – like it was in need of a jolt, and I, I think this could be. I'm not going to say these guys are going to like propel us to the playoffs, no doubt, but I think it's going to give us a punch that we need. I think it gave. I think it gives the the locker room, the dugout. I think it gives those guys a punch they needed. I think it wakes them up a little bit. It's not as exciting as Ellie De La Cruz getting called up, right? But it's. I mean, it's something. It sparks. It sparks this team, so I don't have to watch T.J. Hopkins, Stuart Fairchild, Nick yeah. Senzel play baseball as frequently as frequently as they do. Um, you, you talked about starting pitching. Hunter Green has been placed on the IL. Charlie Goldsmith had yeah. that earlier. Um, if you look at Andrew Abbott, Graham Ashcraft, Graham Ashcraft, I'd argue, has been probably one of the best pitchers in Major League Baseball his past 12 starts, 10 starts, 12 starts. Um, could Andrew Abbott, Graham Ashcraft, and Brandon Williamson bring us home? Because as of right now, Hunter Green's on the IL again. Nick Lodolo has been shut down for the season. It just doesn't seem like there's a ton of depth still. And as much as we say that I don't think that the I don't I still believe I don't think that the Reds should have went out and got starting pitching at the deadline at that time. Because I think there was still Hunter Green coming up. You still believe Nick Lodolo was coming up at that time. I think the Reds absolutely tried to get Giolito yesterday, but were robbed by the Guardians. Right. Um, but right now the starting pitching depth is gonna be an issue because like we said, we're gonna tax the bullpen. The bullpen's been great. Starting pitching's really been great too since the deadline. It's a top ten ERA in baseball since uh, since the since the uh, All Star break. So I, I I'm looking around right now and I'm only seeing three pitchers that can provide five to six innings a game, and that's going to be a concern for me down the road. Even though this 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 schedule uh, in September is easy, I think that's what we're looking yeah. at right now. I think we're looking at a concern with starting pitching depth. Yeah, I think the depth is. Certainly a concern. I, I, I'm I'm not as concerned with Hunter Green's. I, I don't know if I know he was feeling sick after yesterday. I don't I don't think that'll be a long term thing. If anything, it might be kind of a manipulation thing to where they can put him on the COVID IL for a couple of days. He's he's not going to start this weekend, so you can maybe manipulate some things. Look, well, yeah, I, I think it's fair, right? Like I think the starting pitching thing's fair. The, the depth wise, Ben Lively, I think's given them good innings. He's not, you know, maybe the maybe not the most ideal or guy, but him and Kennedy, you know, or, or Lyon, maybe one of those guys is going to have to step up and pitch some big innings. But I think the key, the the X factor, really is though, assuming he's not like deathly sick, is Hunter Green, right? Um, Abbott is kind of a guy. The wheels, I don't want to say have fallen off, but he's definitely hit some kind of wall. Ashcraft and Williamson, if they keep doing their thing, great. Uh, but Hunter Green, like they they need more starts like that that they got on Wednesday from Hunter Green. That's to me, that is the biggest thing. They need the Hunter Green that pitched at the end of last year. How good he was! He was one of the best pitchers in baseball the last 
month and a half of the season. Yeah. He just was. He's like, he was dominant. I'm not saying they got to get that guy back, but they got to get a semblance of that. They can't have the Hunter Green that was out there tossing up meatballs to Brandon Belt and Springer and, you know, a couple weeks. Like, they got to get something closer to what what he did on Wednesday. He was brilliant. He was great on Wednesday. They need more of that, right? Like, I don't think that that's any secret. Um, I know we, we talked about, like, the, you know, Green and Ladolo are going to come back to save the season or whatever. Well, now they need Green. Now, now they actually really need Hunter Green to step up. Um, he's, to me, the difference. You know, Ashcraft at B-Will, like I said, those guys have been, you know, <laughs> those guys have been rocks in the rotation the last yeah. two months. Nick, Nick, Kirby um, just, Nick Kirby just put in the chat, pretty, Hunter Green does have to stay on the IL for seven days, so he can't come back until the Cardinals oh, series. Right. <laughs> that right? That's right. So Hunter Green's going to okay. be gone. And, and, and again, I'm not going to bash Hunter Green for feeling sick, but him and Nick Lodolo right now are scaring me with, with the playing time. And again, I, I bash Nick Senzel. I, maybe I shouldn't be as hard on Nick Senzel as I can but the best ability is availability. Everyone says that, and it's true. You have to be available. You have to be able to play games. It just seems like the injuries are stacking up for these guys at a rate that's abnormal. And that's, that's concerning for the future. How concerning? How much weight do you put on that? Um, a little bit. Not, I'm not, like, overly concerned. I think I would be a little bit more concerned if they were, like, arm injuries. Um, I think, what, like, Lodolo's, it's his, what, shin or, where, you know, his leg. Hunter Greens was the hip. I think it's nat- naturally you're a little bit like with pitchers. It's it's a little bit of a concern if they can't be on the field. Um, but to me, like Ladolo, like he had such a good year last year. I, I still, for the most part, I believe in Nick Ladolo. I know this this year is kind of a lost year, but I still believe in Nick Ladolo long term. Um, to me, Hunter Green is less about. I'm not as worried about injuries with Hunter Green. I'm just more worried with, with consistency, right? Like, yeah. I mean, he's got a fantastic arm, right? That That's not the question. It's just, you know, look, if you're throwing two pitches and they're they're hunting for fastballs, right? They're, they're sitting on a straight fastball, 99. Like, it's just, to me, that's that's the bigger concern with Hunter Green consistently. And I like Hunter Green. I've, I've been probably on the Hunter Green wagon more as much as damn near anybody. But it's to me with Hunter Green, I'm less worried about the the injuries. I'm more worried about like okay, last year he like building off the end of last year, he was starting to pitch well. Then he got hurt. Then he was struggling. Now, okay, he had a good start. Can he build off that? Can he can he have a nice end of the season? Well, he's probably only going to have what three or four starts left now that um, our our uh, our genius boy, what would we do with Adam Kirby informed me that he has to miss a week. So, um, but uh, it, to me, it's Hunter Green. is It's just like stringing together starts. Stringing together quality starts. In a row. That's that's what I'm more worried about with Hunter Green. I, I, I think health-wise, I'm not like, I don't think it's too, I'm not like panicking yet. Not yet, at least. If, if next year both of them end up like blowing out, tearing their UCLs, then yeah, that would be That'd be tough, but I, I'm not super concerned. I'm, I don't know if you remember this, Elliot, but I there, there's, um, you can find some tape of me or audio of me saying that I thought Nick Lodolo was going to finish in the top ten of the Cy Young this year. That didn't go so well. <laughs> uh, but maybe I'll, maybe I'll bring that tape back for next year. Maybe he's he's a bounce back candidate, and I'm just going to keep 
I'm just going to keep saying it until it happens. Nick Lodolo, top 10, and El Cy Young finish. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> rosters, rosters are expanding. Is there any, is there any name you want to see up? Is there any, any, any specific wow. name from uh, AAA that can maybe Chucky Robinson? Let's add a fourth catcher. I was, I was about to say, I know who you want up. You want Chucky Robinson. I want Chucky. Um, I mean, Jose Barrero's, I think, the natural, like, I would say the natural pick just because he's a guy that it's just like, for whatever reason, it hasn't clicked here. But he's a guy we've seen. I mean, he's got talent, clearly. Um, good shortstop. Again, I'm, I'm kind of with Trace. I don't know how I feel about him playing the outfield. I don't – it's just – it hasn't looked natural for him out there. He's a good athlete, but I, I – the problem with Jose Barrero is where do you, where do you put him? And especially yeah. now that they get Bader and you have Renfro and you're kind of – your outfield is a little bit crowded now. Um, I think Barrero in terms of like a guy that – like you want to see get another chance, I feel like. I Like I want to see Barrero at least one more time because I, I don't know what, what's going to happen this offseason, right? Like who, who knows? I don't know if I should expect him to get traded because there's just not a lot of – where is he going to play? Like, where yeah. the hell is Jose Barrero going to play? I think that's the major name. I don't know if there's too many other guys. I mean, shoot, the way the way Blake Dunn is going in Chattanooga, they, they wouldn't bring him up. But, man, he's no. – he, I really like Blake Dunn. I'm on the Blake Dunn train. But I don't I don't know if there's really anybody else outside of Barrero. Maybe there's I, – I, I could be wrong, but I, I don't know that there's really any pitcher. I, I don't think they're going to push Connor Phillips because – they wouldn't push him because he's struggled quite a bit before last night. He threw the ball really well last night. But uh, Barrero just feels like the, the natural one, unless, you know, like you said, Chucky Robinson, you know, just get him. He could just DH, just DH. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens there. Uh, the lineup has been an yeah. issue. We, you talked about it earlier. What's going on with Ellie De La Cruz? It, it appears yeah. to me uh, after the first month of the season in which he was the most electric player in baseball – he has become one of the worst players in baseball. And again, I'm not concerned about the future. When I say he's been, been the worst player in baseball, right? I'm just talking about the at-bats recently. He's still an elite defender. What he's providing on the defense is, is, is keeping him on this roster tenfold. He would be on the roster even if he was committing Jonathan India-type errors. Shout out Jonathan India. But he's just been at the plate. He's been abysmal. The plate discipline's yeah. gone. They, they've moved him up and down the lineup. It just hasn't worked. I don't know if the consistency's gone. What what's wrong with what's wrong with Ellie De La Cruz right now at the plate? I think it's a lot of it is stemmed from just lack of plate discipline, right? Um, yeah. the strikeouts, chasing, right? I, I think we knew that was going to be a concern coming up at Louisville, and I I mentioned it. I think I mentioned it on the show. I was impressed early on with how how good his plate discipline was, but it, it is waned, right? Like it is. It's kind of dropped off now. I think it, the thing with Ellie is, though, I, I think you, you get a really good feel of whether he uh, whether or not he sees a guy well. Like that one at bat, was it against uh, Arizona? What game where he got screwed on that strike three? Shout out the umps for colluding against the Reds. <laughs> um, strike, that strike three was terrible, but he was seeing it really well. And the other Buckley. day, CB Buckley yeah. was the worst. One of the worst. Um, <laughs> And he was, he was seeing a lot of pitches against that, that side Rogers, that sidewinder too. You, you can tell I, to me, it is though, it, it's just discipline and, and guys look, I think guys know better now not to give him, you know, uh, to as many fastballs. He's, he saw, he didn't see many fat as many fastballs early on. I think he was seeing the lowest percentage 
of fastballs early on in his career or early on his first month or two. Um, you know, it, adjustments, right? That That's part of the game. That's the name of the game. You know, all of them, all the rookies, uh, you know, have gone through their slumps at one point or another, right? I think Ellie's is a little more volatile just because of there is a lot of swing and miss with Ellie. There's not as much with McLean and Steer. Those guys, you know, a little bit, you know, a little bit better contact guys. But right when, it, like you mentioned, though, with Ellie, it's like even when he does, you know, he, he makes you just shake your head sometimes with some of these at-bats. He comes right back, and he'll make that play he did in the ni- that ninth inning. Like, that's just – guys yeah. don't do that. Shortstops aren't making that play. There's, I don't know there, there's many shortstops. Reed can probably tell me that Javi Baez makes that play with his eyes closed. I don't think so. Hmm. I think I, I think that is a one-of-a-kind play that he made at short. Or, he, you know – I read something the other day. I don't know. I don't know what the stat was, but he's scoring it just like when he gets on base. And that's what I'm saying. Like you don't have to. He doesn't have to hit home runs or doubles. Just get on base. When he's getting on base, he's scoring percentage wise. I think as much as anybody, or more than anybody. When, yeah, and, when that and guy me, get all he has to do is get on base. That's it. Yeah. I, let let, let, let me on. be clear. I, I said he's been one of the worst players in baseball since that hot month. He's not. That was an over exaggeration. Uh, defensively, like you said, I mean, he's just an electric factor. You watch Ellie De La Cruz, and this is a generational talent. You don't see this in Major yeah. League Baseball. Ellie De La Cruz is, is, is better than anything. He's young. He's so young. He's a kid. Uh, am I concerned about Ellie De La Cruz? No. It's just been tough to watch at the plate. I think he's batting 150 since that hot month. So it's, yeah. it's right around there, 170 maybe. So it's tough. It's, it's been tough to watch, but I know he's going he's gonna to battle through it. Casey, we have the lineup for today's game. If that's okay, uh, I so can give it. We have it right here, flashing on the screen. Zach, what are your initial thoughts to this lineup? Because this is this feels like one of the better lineups we've had in a long time. I really like it. I, I think it's great, man. I, I, Harrison Bader leading off, love it. Um, Spencer Steer playing second versus just Swiss Army knife. Obviously, Ellie and and Renfro. By the way, good friend of the Cowboy. Hopefully that that uh, he's a close family. <laughs> I'm serious. Uh, Cowboy loves it. Uh, how about CES though? How about him coming up clutch, right? He needed that big game. Needed it. Needed next, it. He was, he was on my list ball. to talk to you too. He, he's been struggling for a while. It seems, he seems like he's watching a lot of pitches. Uh, yeah. but that was a massive four for four game. It, I mean, it puts the season right back on track. You go five, you survive that road trip five and five and as ugly as they mm. have looked and really as bad as the Reds have played since, since the all-star break. They're right in it. I mean, they're legitimately still in it. If 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 they were able to score a couple more runs, I think they're still one in twenty-two in games where you score three or fewer since the All-Star break. If they were able to win like five of those, the Reds would be sitting pretty right now. Obviously, it's not the case. You can't live in ifs and buts. Um, but right now, the Reds are still in contention. They're still pushing for the playoffs. I still think there's a chance, a glimmer for the division. Reed will disagree with me, but there's a glimmer. <laughs> You sweep this series. You sweep this series. It can happen. I, Zach, what are your thoughts on this? The Brewers, I have not been a believer in the Brewers. I think the most important part of a team is the offense. Uh, I, think, I think when you get to the postseason, I think good offense trumps good pitching. I could be wrong, uh, but that's my opinion. That's my viewership on it. If you look at the Brewers in the playoffs the past couple of years, that's certainly been the case. Uh, you look at the Reds in 2020, that was certainly the case. What are your thoughts on the Brewers as, as a club right now? Are they are they as big of a threat as they seem to be with their ten game win streak? Well, they're not a they're not a threat in the NL. They don't have a chance in hell to win the to make the World Series. But yeah, I mean, that's I think that's what you I said. have to. That's, 
And how can well, you be how can you be a serious contender if you legitimately don't have a chance? That's my point. I think the Reds have a better chance against the Atlanta Braves than the Milwaukee Brewers. I still stand by that. I still stand I by that. I don't know about that. I, I think you have to look, Elliot, it's okay. I think you have to eat this L. Yeah, I, I, it's I mean, certainly. I think we and, and I didn't want to believe in the Brewers either. I I think I I think I predicted them to win to win the division like when you guys had me on like a month and a half ago and it was not it was at the time the Reds were playing good ball but I was still worried about the Brewers just because I mean their pitching is just top notch right it's it's really good and look their lineup at some point you catch fire and they've kind of caught fire right they they added Canna and they added some other guys guys have gotten hot you know it, yeah. it happens in baseball. You go on, you have hot months offensively. You're not going to be like, unless you're the A's, I guess, you're not going to be like dead last <laughs> in a category like all year. So no. it's just like that you have hot stretches right now. They're playing really well. And, and they're, you know, you know, their starting pitching is going to be a strength. Like Burns yeah. is going to give you seven innings, probably two runs. Peralta's probably get Peralta's been pitching really well. They got Woodruff back. Like those games, like, more often than not, they're going to give you a quality start. So, and then they shorten the game with Pyops and Williams. And they got a real Abner Uribe is disgust. That guy's disgusting. Throwing like 110 mile an hour balls that are with like 30 inches of break. So or movement. So um, it, it was just, I, I feel like it was destined. It was destined for the Brewers to just get, they were going to get somewhat hot offense. So they weren't going to be like miserable, as miserable as they were. We knew the pitching. We knew what it was, so yeah. I'm not it, like I can't say I'm shocked. I'm shocked that they're this far ahead of everybody, but like I wasn't. I'm not surprised that they're most likely going to win the division. The Cubs are, have been playing very well since since the All Star yeah. break. You talk about the midway point. The Cubs have been one of the better teams in baseball since that point. We play them today. Reed Mouse is in the, is in the building. Hey, Zach. If you were to look at Reed right now and you say, what are the chances yeah. the Cubs walk away from Cincinnati with a series victory? What would you tell him? I would tell him that not in our not in our ballpark. It ain't happening. Yeah, yeah. This is the biggest. This is the biggest split. If it, this is just gonna be a split, we're gonna. It's gonna be a tie. Um, I know Elliot loves ties, soccer, uh, but Shout I think I don't know. I, I don't. I don't see it. I don't see. I don't see the Cubs winning this. I don't. I'm there. The starting pitching is a concern. I think. I think Reed would agree. I don't. I don't think it's great. You know, Tyone hasn't given him much. Although Assad, he's pitched really well. He's yeah, coming to the rotation. The offense, well. the offense has been electric. The offense has been electric. When, he, when Ian Happ, Ian Happ hasn't had the best season, but when he comes the Great American, he becomes Babe Ruth. Cody Bellinger's putting up a very, very good season. I'm concerned mm-hmm. that the Reds aren't going to be able to outscore him. And at the end of the day, that's how you win a baseball game. That's how you win any game. I don't think I, I'm concerned about the offense waking up. The good news is, I, I think there is a chance. Like you said, uh, Cubs are dealing with starting pitching issues. I think there's a better than not chance the Reds offense wakes up, gets up for this series. But today's important, man. If you take two from today, if you take two today, I would hate to see I would hate to see the face on Reed Mouse. I would hate to see him. I would hate to It'd see be him. Listen, guys, I I, I I I know I know I'm the hater here. I, I, I don't like to hate. I don't like to be the hater. I know that's normally my shtick here. But a few things you guys have been talking about is is one thing you said that the Brewer – Elliot was talking earlier yeah. about how the, the Reds have a better chance against the Braves because they've been – because 
offense wins in the postseason? What have the Reds shown over the past two months to, to make you believe that they are an offensive unit? They're 28th and weighted runs created plus. They don't score a whole lot of runs. That is the one thing that the Reds don't have going for them. Secondly, I, I, I love you guys. I love these Reds fans. But every time that they have had a big series this year, Reds fans go into the series going, all right, let's just not get swept. Or today, it's, all right, let's just split the series. Let's just split the series. Let's get to Monday and not lose the series. Guys, have some pride. Yeah. Have some pride. Try, try to let, let, let's let's win a series. Let, and the funny thing is, is you set the bar low, and they haven't even cleared the bar in these big series. <laughs> I'm sorry to be the hater here, but but what are we talking about? What are we talking about? Well, here's the thing: when you're a team like the Reds, and you were projected zero wins coming into the year, and you're fighting for a playoff spot. Your job is to keep you in that spot or keep you in that fight for as long as possible. If we leave this series with a split, that keeps us in the fight. It keeps us probably a game and a half back. So if that's the goal, that's the goal. Right. If I, I think the Reds sh- would, should want to win this series. I want to win this series. You need to win this series. But at the end of the day, if you split, you're doing your job. You advance. You keep the advantage over the Cubs in a tiebreaker situation. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the that's the goal. Right. So. T- today, today is the most important game. The, the most important, obviously, it's two games. But you're facing Jordan Wicks in Game One. He's he's the Cubs' top pitching prospect. He pitched really well in his debut. Struck out nine batters against the Pirates. But it's his second career start. I believe I'm not 100 percent sure. I believe Shane Green is starting Game Two. Shane Green has, nine? yeah, he has not started a game since 2016, guys. So today is a beautiful opportunity for the Reds to steal two and and you know as you guys have mentioned keep the keep the tiebreaker over the Cubs. You're not going to face Cy Young um, candidate Justin Steele this series. You're going to see Javier Assad who has pitched great. You're going to see Jamison Talion on Sunday who has been terrible. So I mean I, I the pitching matchup is there for the Reds. They've obviously got a big bolt of energy from Harrison Bader and Hunter Renfro. What can they do with it? What can they do with it? Am I going to be a sad, sad boy, or is it going to be similar to what Elliott experienced in Chicago? Zach, if you were the Reds, would you have put <laughs> – nice read. If you, Zach, if you, were, if you were Nick Crawl, would you have put in a waiver claim for Clevenger yesterday? Um, I don't know. That, that's a tough one, Elliot. I, I think Clevenger, like the numbers have looked okay this year. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a big Clevenger guy for a variety of reasons. Um, Reed showed me the, Reed I'm, showed me the stats from Clevenger yesterday, and I was baffled. He's having one of the best seasons yeah. of all time. He's just getting sent down. I think he's a little. I, I don't know how much. I don't know if it like call. I don't know what the cost was. Obviously, it's only. It's not more than a couple million. Was, I mean, I would have been. It was, it was going to be about five million in total if you yeah. elected to cut him okay. after the year. Right. Yeah. You, so you would um, owe him like a one point five million this year, and then you could buy out of his contract for four million, and or you could keep him on roster for twelve million next year. So he may have been. I I, I would have been maybe more inclined. I would have maybe been more inclined for Giolito just because I don't know. But I, I I wouldn't have been mad if they got Clevenger. Right. Like I think it would have been. Like it would have like instead of like I'll take my chances with Clevenger over Ben Lively, no, or Brett Kennedy, or God love him, um, Lyon Richardson. But I mean, it would have been. I, I think it, I I'm okay with them not doing it. I understand it, um, but I mean, I it wouldn't have hurt. Like more than that, it, it's less less for these moves that they got Bader and Renfro. 
more of it is just to me, it's like, it is a hell of a lot better than what they were going to run out there. Right. Like it can't be worse than TJ Hopkins, uh, Nick Senzel and you know, whatever, uh, Stewie who, you know, gets his fair share of hate, but it's just the truth. Like you take your chances with Renfro and beta. They can't be worse than what, what you're running out there with Hopkins, right? You're, you're unserious if you're running, that's correct. You know, Henry Ramos and, and Hopkins out there in the middle of the pennant race. Right. So, you're a little bit like your your lineup just it looks better. Like you look like okay, we can we can roll with this lineup today. I feel I feel yeah. pretty good about this lineup that I'm rolling out there. Do you think do you think how many times do you think Henry Ramos is gonna clear waivers this season? Do you think he's gonna set a record? Maybe three, four times? Do you think we're gonna get to four for Henry Ramos? Maybe call him up right now and then cut him again and then bring him back. Because nobody wants him. Nobody wants him. So, I mean, just one of the biggest bums of all time. And that's all due respect to Henry Ramos. He does, he's a great man. I'm sure he's a great – he's a better person. He's a better baseball – whatever. Henry Ramos, shout out to that guy. But at the end of the day, he's not very good at baseball. Neither is Stuart Fairchild and neither is TJ Hopkins. So, I'm glad this happened. The Reds are back. I'm going to switch gears with you a little bit, Zach, uh, to UC football. They play tomorrow. Opener. I don't think I've ever been more down on a UC football team than this one. Right now, Scott Satterfield, again, I've been down on him since the hire. I think it's a bad hire, uh, but you have to let him prove it. Where are your thoughts with Scott Satterfield right now? Um, again, I don't think I've wavered that much. I think you. I think there's a better chance that they suck than they win eight games, right? I, I think that's pretty – I think that's evident to me at least. Um, even – like you could wear the most Bearcat colored, colored glasses. I, don't, I just don't see how this team wins – possibly more than seven games. I'm still kind of in that five, six win threshold. Um, but I, again, I don't want to bash on Scott Satterfield too hard before he's ever coached a game here. Right. Bash on short. Um, I want to give him a, I, yeah. Sports bash. Sports bash. Sports bash. Yeah. Sports bash. Yeah. Come for the marching. Um, come, for the, come, for, come for the marching band. If you, if you have any, band, tomorrow, Dora. <laughs> I threw that in there. I interrupted Zach's point. Uh, Chatterbox, uh, despite what some reporters are saying, is hosting an event on Short Vine tomorrow. It's, it's, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be a great party uh, to preview the – not to preview, but it's, to, it's right before the game, the, UC, the big UC game. Come on out. Have, a, have yourself a time. We're going to have a big marching band. It's going to be all the schools in the, in the city. They're going to come together for one big marching band right on Short Vine. So that's going to be awesome. But sorry, Zach. Go ahead. No, yeah. I, I, again, I don't want to bash on. I don't want to bash too hard on Saturday. I know it's not a sexy hire. Like I know if it wasn't the great, it wasn't some like big, you know, great hire or anything like that. Um, but I want to give him a fair shot. He'll, he'll get. I'm sure he'll get three years at least. And if he, like, that's the thing with with UC football now. It's like I'm so used to guys leaving um, after three, four. I guess Fickle stayed a little bit longer, but. We've we've come back. We've responded pretty well every time. I'm not I'm not saying that's going to happen in this instance, but like I think we're still well equipped to be in a good spot in, in the long term, right? UC football has been one of the more consistent programs the last 15 years, yeah. right? Um, but the outlook for this year isn't good. Like it's I mean it's not great. Like five six wins offensively, they they have one returning start. So it's just how, how much success. Yeah, can you how really long, how long do you think how, how how long do you think his leash is? If you had to guess, you're coming into a, a new conference. You're you're expected to struggle this year, right? I mean, the UC Bearcats are not expected to win a lot of games. Uh, it's it's an overhaul of a roster. It's a coach leaving. How long's the leash? 
If he if he wins well, I mean, six if he wins six if he if he's bowl eligible this year, bowl eligible the next two years, uh, is that more than capable of staying? Or what's what's the end goal right now with Satterfield? I mean, I think now you want to eventually you want to become a contender in the Big Twelve. I don't know if you know expect to win the Big Twelve every year. I don't think that's a you know maybe yeah. not the most realistic goal, but. I mean, I think you want to realist. You want to be in the mix. Like you want to be in the top handful um, at some point. Hopefully by year three. Um, but I, I don't know that he'll get fired if he's like six and six, six and six, seven and five. I don't know if that would lead to him getting fired. But if he lost, like I'll tell you what, if he you know has a losing season next year or something like that. I mean, it's hard to say. You got to let it play out. But like, let's say he goes like five and seven this year, and then four and eight next year or something like yeah. that. You damn, you better damn believe his ass will be on the hot seat, right? Like going into yeah. year three, he better, he better have a winning record or something. He better show significant improvement. Um, but yeah, like I, I don't know. Like I think year three is a good like, like I'm really like you hope to be in a good spot by year three. What is that? Hard to say exactly in a new conference, but I want to feel like like we're you know we're we're a solid program in the Big Twelve, like. All right, we're not going to win. We know we're not going to be in the top two or three of the Big Twelve every year, but like we're we're jockeying around in that four or five range. We're we're respectable. Um, I, I think that would be a realistic expectation by year three or four if we get that far. So, I, I mean, this year I don't want to say it gets a completely like I, I don't want to say free year, but like I mean, what like if they go five and seven, am I going to be like this guy's terrible? Probably not. You know, if they won like two games, then yeah, it would be, yeah. it would not be great. Um, but like anything short, like if they go five and seven or six and six, I think it's fine. Like it's, yep. if, they, so no, if they win six games, I'm satisfied. I'm if satisfied. You had to, if you had to bet, bet your life, bet your life responsibly, bet your life, bet your soul on the UC Bearcats getting to a bowl game, the Idaho Potato Bowl, maybe the, uh, the, the PETA Save the, Save the Animals Bowl. Um, if you had yeah. to bet your life on it, do the Bearcats make a bowl this season? If I had to bet my life on use, I would say I would not bet my life on it. Okay. I think I'm right in the, I'm in the five and a half range. Like I'm right in that sweet spot. Um, yep. Like five, I, I, I'm stuck between five and six wins. I'm yep. like, right. I could see it being five. You could talk me into either one. So therefore, I guess I would. No, I, I can't bet my life on on six wins for the Bearcats. I can't do it. That's sad. Yeah, that's but. fair. That's fair. It, it, it's, it is sad. Evan Prater, uh, he's beloved by all UC fans, as shown last season. Uh, he's now a wide receiver. So it's similar to Matt Saracen in the third season of Friday Night Lights. Um, he had to switch over to wide receiver. There was a better quarterback available to him. How much of an impact will Evan Prater make on this team? They <laughs> could drink. That's your Friday Night uh, Friday Night Lights reference. we got to make right. one every time I come yep. on now. Um, I think Prater could get in there at receiver. I, I think he'll be in the rotation. Um, the funny thing about this receiving core is they literally re it's totally revamped. It's completely new. Um, and I think it's kind of been raved about all, uh, yeah. all off season. You lose straight Tucker and, um, you lose Tyler Scott who were two great receivers, but, um, Xavier, Xavier Henderson and Braden Smith and, and Donovan Ali, I think D Wiggins, um, I think Prater will mix in with with those guys a little bit. I, I don't think he's going to like lead the team in catches or anything crazy like that. But 
I think Prater's a good enough athlete. Like I, I think this can work. I, I'm not, I'm not expecting like him to be, like I said, I'm not expecting him to be the leading receiver, but I think the expectation is he's going to probably get in the mix somewhat outside yeah. of that. I don't really know what to expect, but he's, I, I, I mean, look, he's a good, he's, he's one of the, he was one of the top 100 players in the country. You know, I know. Yeah, that, I, that was I think that's, I think that's fair. I just don't think, I mean, his best case scenario is in the wildcat. He'll run across or maybe a jet sweep. And you'll run run for a couple yards this year. Shout out Evan Prater. Uh, probably not going to go no. his way. Uh, Emory Jones, though. Emory Jones is QB one, right? So, what are your thoughts on him? Is he going to make a bigger impact than Prater? Uh, and I guess Ben Bryant, if you want to count Ben Bryant too. Prater, I'd hope so at quarterback. <laughs> um, I'm not trying to rip on Prater. I'm, again, I'm not trying to rip on Prater. I I kind of liked Ben Bryant. I think you know that. Um, yep. I, I was a Ben Bryant defender. I don't know. I, I think it's reasonable to expect something maybe similar to Ben Bryant, maybe a little bit. I, I'm maybe not as optimistic. I, I if you made me if you made me bet, I would bet he, we we will come away from this season less impressed with Emory Jones than we were with Ben Bryant. I, I'm not saying that's like a terrible thing. It's not a great thing, but um, I'm not I'm not huge on Emory Jones. He had that one okay year at Florida. He was pretty good. Last year, Arizona State, it was the whole thing was a mess. Again, though, with Emory Jones, look, there's in the SEC, he was he was a decent quarterback. What that means for for this year, I don't know. I, my expectations aren't super high um, on Emory, but look, he's pretty good athlete, dual threat guy. Um, I'm not, but I'm not like hitching my wagon to Emory Jones. I, I think he might struggle a little bit early. Um, I, I I don't think you know. I I, I don't know that. I think they're going to be run heavy too. I, th- I think that plays into yeah. it. I think he'll probably have more of a game manager ish role. I don't think you're going to be like going out and like, all right, Emory Jones is going to throw it 50 times. He's going to be slinging it around. I'd expect us to run the ball quite a bit. Like I, I think they're going to run a lot and they have a yeah. good running back room. They got yeah. Miles Montgomery and Corey Kiner and Ryan Monty and, you know, Ethan Wright. So I think they'll mix those guys in quite a bit. So I'm, I'm not expecting like a, like we're gonna ask Emory Jones to like go win us a bunch of games with his arm because I just I don't think he's capable of so, that anyway. Really. Yeah. So in a way, this. so in a way, he's like Tom Brady, kind of game managing this year, right? He's just gonna yeah, just QB, and, yeah. and then win us seven championships. So one of yeah. Luke Vick, one of Luke Fickle's best traits, I would argue, was acquiring, crafting. Uh, accruing an elite defense. Dante Corleone, he will be back. He is the godfather. How good is this UC defense going to be? Are we going to be able to stop the Big 12 offenses? I think so, Elliot. I think this is a good. I think this is one of the strengths of the team. Uh, I think up front they're going to be great. Uh, Juwan Briggs, um, who, I mean, that guy's had more life experience than at, at 23 than you know, any book, dang, dang near anybody he's already got three kids and he's doing a bunch of stuff. I love Juwan Briggs. I, I think he's, I think he's going to be really good. Malik Vans, six year guy. Uh, one of the, kind of one of the pillars of the fickle era, really. Um, I, up front, they're great. Up front, they're going to be fantastic. You worry a little bit linebacker wise. They don't have a lot of experience there. They're going to rely on Jack Dingle um, yeah. and, and Dorian Jones. Uh, the secondary, I think, is is really interesting. That's where there's some question marks. It's just like you, you have uh, Jordan Young, who they're really high on, and Sammy Anderson, who played a lot last year, but 
lot of new faces in there that are going to, you know, get shots. You know, I think we'll see uh, Taj Ward is, is played a lot all over the place, really. And he's finally going to get like, I think, a full time role at one of the safety spots. They've moved Deshaun Pace into a their, their star position. He's going to be playing a lot of nickel. Who they Deshaun Pace, I'm really excited about. I think the defense is going to be good. The issue is is the Big 12 is an offense-driven league, right? Yep. So that's the one concern is like great defenses. Like how many great defenses are in the Big 12? I mean, there's there's the, you know, Kansas State, Iowa State, the past Baylor too now that they have Dave Aranda. They're pretty good defensively, but – like in an Oklahoma game, you maybe get a little bit concerned. Like that, that, that one's going to be a team that's going to spread you out like that. Dylan Gabriel, that style, I'm not sure. I'm curious of how the secondary is going to add or is going to stack up against like the, the, the guys on the outside, the receivers, the, the speed in this league. So that would be the concern. Yeah, and I think if you look at the, you look at the Big 12 or the like past, I don't know, 10 years, it's just been – who can who? It's literally who has the ball for the last possession to score their fifty fifth point of the game. So I think I don't right. think the U, I don't think the UC Bearcats are going to be in that position this year. I think they're going to probably score around 28, 30 ga- points a game, maybe if they're lucky. And I just don't think that's enough. I don't think that's enough this year. Uh, but today, or excuse me, for tomorrow, I think it will be enough. Zach, do you have any predictions against the Eastern Kentucky whatevers? I'm like I, I'm. I'm death- what are they? What are death- They're the Colonels. Colonel. Shout out to the, the Eastern Colonel. Kentucky Colonels division. Are they Division One? Yes. All They're right, Eastern yeah. Kentucky. Go team, go. Uh, I, I mean, I'm deathly scared that they're going to come out flat. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think they're going to be fine. E, EKU, from everything I've seen. Uh, I think UC is going to run crazy. I think they're going to run for like 350 yards. I, I think they're going to go crazy. Um, the the one thing about EKU, their quarterback's really good. Like I'm like really really good. He's NFL probably like a guy really? that'll make for sure. Yeah, he's really good. Um, but no, I, I look if you have trouble with EKU, you're you're screwed. So I'll say if you want a score prediction, I'll say 37 to 10. I'll say 37-10. I don't think there's a line out, but I'm going to go 37-10. I think they'll run the ball. A lot of running. They're going to mix in a lot of running backs. They'll run the ball well. Um, And, I mean, the quarterback for EKU, I know he's really good. But, I mean, come on. We we shouldn't have an issue with EKU. If we do, God, if it's – we have problems with EKU, it might be a a long year. That four and a half, that under might look real good. Trace has been saying for months we're going to lose to Miami. Do you think we're going to lose to Miami this year, Oxford? What's it been, 20 years? 17 years? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, come on. I don't know he if that's said a it's, bit or said, not. Trace Probably. said it's Miami's year. It's Oxford's year. To take what's Even the when one? Miami <laughs> the, the battle for the bell, right? Yeah, battle for um, the bell. Even when Miami, like they, they a couple years ago, like, they didn't win in 2017 because, like, Chuck Martin, like, literally, like, handed us the game on a silver platter. They threw a pick six. I think it was Gus Ragland for Miami, the former Mueller quarterback. Shout out Gus yeah. Ragland. Threw a pick six. Uh, it was a game. UC had zero. And when I say zero business winning that game, like, I'm, I'm probably talking out of my head. Probably, I was probably one of the six people watching. I was like, we were like three. We should have been one in 11 that year. Um, zero, zero reason UC should have won that game. If they couldn't win that year, I don't think it's going to happen. 
I, yeah. I'm going to see see who's going to be believing unless Big Ben Jr. Whoever, unless they get a Big Ben that rolls around, other Big Ben. It ain't. I don't think it's that. That yeah. was their chance. Yeah. And I mean, they've they've been close. They've been close a couple other years. There have been some scares, but not. I'm. I, no, I, I'm not picking my. Head. Of course not. So, so some re- some real quick college football news. I saw this this morning, Casey. I don't know if you have it. Uh, if you don't, that's okay. The ACC is adding a couple teams to the Atlantic Coast. The Atlantic the Atlantic Coast Conference is getting a couple teams really close to the Atlantic Coast. Uh, what does that say? Oh, it's Stanford, Cal, and SMU. Probably the teams farthest away from the Atlantic Coast that they could find, but nonetheless, let's go college football. Let's have ourselves a let's have ourselves an Atlantic Coast party. How about how about Virginia fly over to Cal real quick for a two o'clock game? Nothing <laughs> says the Atlantic Ocean like California. <laughs> They're all the same ocean, though, right? I mean, it's really there's no Pangea, isn't that a thing? Is Pangea the is Pangea the body of land? It is the body of land. All right. The so then, what's the body of water? That's just the water. Water. Well, they the all ocean. have they, the oceans have their own names. Yeah, but no, but yeah, but they're all really the same. It's they're all blue, kinda. They're all blue. Blue, buddy. Yeah. yeah. So um, college college football. I mean, I I I love college football. I'm never gonna stop watching college football. But the way it's going right now, I mean, let's just make three super conferences and call it a day. What are yeah. we? I mean, what are we doing here? I mean, I, go ahead. It's silly. I mean, look, it's this whole thing. It, it's hard to even keep. Honestly, it's like I'm, I'm glad you sees where they're at. Don't get me wrong. It beats the alternative. You know, the American is the American was not great. Let's just say uh, thanks for the memories, but no thanks, really. Um, <laughs> Cal, Stanford, and it's just such it's gross. Like SMU is they're in a power conference. Like, look, I guess good for them. Um, it's just, yeah, I, I feel like we are headed to some sort of, you know, three, you know, three mega con two mega conferences. I don't know. I don't know really what, that's the thing about this whole thing is like, I don't know what to expect. Like, could you imagine like six years ago, you telling like, just, like going back in time and be like, yeah, USC and UCLA are going to be in the big 10. They're going to be in the that's big crazy. 10. Texas yeah. and Oklahoma are going to the SEC. And then UC is going to be in a conference with Utah, Arizona State, Arizona, UCF, and like, like, like it's just so like, like I don't even know what to expect now. Like, I, if that's that's we we've, we've yeah. reached this point of conference alignment where it's like, and I, I read something like SMU isn't even taking any TV money from the ACC for the next like ten years, which is weird. I don't. It's so it's bizarre. It, football is driving the bus right now. That's that's a. ACC like prided themselves on like a being a great basketball league, right? You're adding Stanford, Cal, and SMU. Like, ugh. yeah, it's tough. Ugh. And Mr. Mo in the chat, he, he's he's upset that we're 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 bringing up and shout out Mr. Mo. He's upset that we're bringing up you know the travel aspect of it because he is right. You know, all these teams travel all over the place for basketball teams. Do it for for tournaments. They're going to Maui, but I think at the end of the day, these conferences were formed by region for a reason. It, you're supposed sure. to you're supposed to be playing guys close to you to, to develop some sort right. of rivalry, keep the traditions of college football. And right now, that seems to be going away. Am I ever going to stop watching college football? No, uh, but it just seems it seems strange right now. It's a strange it's a strange landscape. Zach, last question before I let you go. Uh, Joe Burrow is yeah. back. Joe Burrow is all the way yeah. back. He's practicing in full. Some were saying that he was never even hurt. This was just a this was just a ploy to get the fan base riled up and get ready to roll for 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 week one. Bengals Super Bowl. Casey's been saying it for a long time. It's Super Bowl or bust. So are are the Bengals going to yeah. win the Super Bowl? <laughs> well, actually, yeah. This is good. 
I, I like this. Casey's optimism. We need more of it. The red. Speaking of Casey, like the Reds are simultaneously, they're somehow they're gonna have the greatest. I feel really good. They're gonna have the greatest September of all time. If Casey Zach, says Zach, they're gonna I mean, win twenty five games in September, so I feel on, really good about that. Zach, people on X.com aren't talking about it, but Casey accurately wow. predicted the downfall of the Cincinnati Reds, and he stands over there with his Viking helmet on, and he's standing over there like, oh, well, the Reds are going to have the Reds are going to win out in September. It was just never in the cards, buddy. I mean, if the Reds lose out six of eight series, which is what he predicted, he predicted the Reds would lose six of eight. They are on pace to lose six of eight series. It's hard to bounce back from that. But to his point, the Reds are still in it. I think they, so they were 10 and 17 last month. They'd have to go 21 and nine, I believe. 21 and nine to, to reach 90 games to reach Casey's mark. <laughs> Casey, do you have any, any defense of yourself here? I mean, I, listen, listen. I don't know if they're going to win 20 games in September, but they could. They really could. The teams that they're playing, it's just, it's possible. It's possible. And, you know, maybe I'm a little off, but if they win, 87, 85 games, they're okay. right there. They have a chance. They have a chance to make the playoff. In. 85 will get you in. Yeah. So, I, I mean, so that's, that's kind of the point is, like, we're really not that far off. 15 games in September. We can win that. We can do that. We can get there. We can do it. We can do it. Will it be back enough is the question. Go ahead. Back to the bank. Back to the bank. <laughs> no. Um, I think uh, – I mean, I feel I feel pretty good. I, I look. I, I think this is this feels like. I don't know if it's like it's got to be this year, but I think this is like. I feel good about this year. Like I, I think this is like I feel good about. Like people were like telling me like oh, I don't know this schedule's hard. It's like guys, we're we people should be afraid to play us. Like that's like we should be the team that are like like yeah shit like shit. We got to play the Bengals. Like so I'm not I, the Chiefs thing. It's like. I, I don't I, I know we were talking about it like I'm not expecting them to to win it again this year um, but again look I, I think like if you told me like the Bengals one of the Bengals Chiefs or Bills are going to be in the Super Bowl like I think that's I think that's a pretty fair I think it's pretty logical that one yeah. of those three teams will probably back in the Super Bowl and like yeah I mean it's it's hard not to be confident as a Bengals fan right now right like Burrow like I I feel like we just have like a swagger like yeah like well used to be like you know for the longest time for 95 percent of my life as a Bengals fan like oh like look you look at the schedule and you're like you're looking at like the games like oh this, we gotta play this we got this tough game and that tough game it's like now you get too cocky but like look they gotta these guys got they're they gotta be they should be scared of us like they gotta yeah. play us we should be expecting to win 13 games right like we should be and and I think that's fair like I think we've kind of I think we've kind of earned that the last couple of years so um, I think, I mean, I think there's a good chance. I don't want to downright outright say we're going to win the Super Bowl, but like this year and next year, I think th these are like our best, these are our two best chances. I think. So I'm going to, I'm actually going to, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to dodge your question. I'm going to say it's going to happen one of the next two years. So if it doesn't happen this year, I'm going to have to come back on the next year and say, we're going to. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Mr. Mo, he put in a super chat. Then why is Notre Dame – and this is back to college football real quick. Then why is Notre Dame and USC a storied rivalry when they aren't in the same region with, uh, with time new rivalries will develop? Um, yeah, I, I think that's certainly, that's certainly a point. But 
that their arrival because yeah. of how untraditional uh, unconventional it is right it's it's it, ha it doesn't happen all the time where you're playing usc so you play them once right and and they're from it's it's a special occasion Whoa. when you play them so i i think that's why right if you if you get to a point yeah. where you're playing all these teams from all over the place nonstop, it loses that magic uh but to your point that is that is an example of two teams that are out of region that are rivals yeah, I, I think with that, and, and all due respect to Mr. Mo, thanks for listening to the show. Um, <laughs> I, like to me, like Notre Dame and, and USC, like those are two historic programs. Those are two of like the those are the heavy two of the heavyweights in college football, right? Like yeah, um, like SMU and North Carolina playing it, like that's just like there's no, I don't know, there's there's not a lot of juice there. Like, that's just like I don't know. I'd rather I like I. I don't think it's great for the sport. I don't like conference realignment for the sport. And a, a lot of it for a lot of reasons. And I think the Elliot's talking about like the regional thing. Yeah. Like it, I, I think it's better when like we have like strictly like, like Oklahoma, Oklahoma state aren't going to play each other anymore. I don't know. I think that's kind of a bummer. Like that's, that's a good rivalry. It's bedlam, right? Like Oklahoma's kicked their tail for yeah. however many years. But that's like, I don't know, losing that. Like you lose those kind of games. I think that, that I think that kind of hurts the sport a little bit. Well, Zach, thanks for coming on, buddy. Uh, I'm going to see you at the Reds game. We're all going to the Reds game. Maybe you'll say hi to Reed. Maybe you can buy Reed a beer. Maybe buy him one of those beer bets. No, I, I've had I, I'll, uh, beers on me. I've had a great I've had a great last 18 hours chatting with Reed. We've had some we've had some good conversations. So yeah, beers on you, me. I, I haven't been able to see your conversations, but has Reed been optimistic to you? Has he been trash talking behind the scenes? We've we've kept it pretty respectful. I, I, okay, I don't like good. his Brandon Phillips slander. I, for some reason, Javi Baez, who like can't hit his weight right now, is still somehow like the greatest shortstop to ever live. So I, I don't know. We might have to. That's still you slandered Brandon Phillips. You slandered Brandon Phillips. I said I said something that I truly believe in. I truly believe, and I think you guys are wrong about this. That if Javi Baez was a Cincinnati Red, his throughout his career. He would be the best middle infielder since Barry Larkin. And I think that is objective. I don't think that's subjective. I think that is objectively true. I, I don't know what to say. He's right. a better fielder, better hitter. I, I don't know. Brandon Phillips. We'll, we'll see how the rest of the career goes. We'll see how the rest of the career goes. Zach, we'll see you at right. the stadium. Uh, let's go win a series and let's laugh at let's Reed together. We'll, we'll see you in a, we'll see in a bit, bud. See you, boys. Good to see you. What a guy. That's yeah, my guy. I would trade. I would trade Zach for you in a heartbeat. Yeah, I would trade you for just a, a blank piece of paper that says "read" on it. Nice. So that's you get more. I, you get more personality from that piece. That's of paper. what I would do. How about that? You'd get more personality. <laughs> uh, all right, here. Let's do some gambling. We're gonna do some high school picks. We're gonna do some college picks. We'll start with high school first. Is Trace out there? Is Trace in here? If Trace, if you're out there, if you want to come in real quick, if you don't, that's okay. Uh, I'll, I'll we'll sim your picks for you. Um, other, other than that, here we go. So the high school standings look a little bit like this. Casey is 7-3. and three. Trace is 8-2. and two, Back to back four and one weeks for Trace. This is high school football. Reed is 6-4. and four, And Elliott had a bounce back week last week, 3-7. and seven. So that's the way the high, school, the high school standings look right now for our picks. Uh, again, loser of this at the end of the year gets fired. They lose their jobs. Uh, they lose their insurance. They lose their car. They lose their house. They lose everything. That's, that's how much this means to us. Uh, so here we go. I'll start with, we'll start with uh, a, a good one. This is a tough match here. This is a, 
arguably one of the toughest games on the schedule for this for this school. It's Elder High School uh, at home at the pit tonight. They'll be playing Springboro. Elder versus Springboro. Springboro coming to the pit. I'm going to take Elder on this one, uh, but that's that's just me. Uh, yeah, I mean, Elder typically loses at the pit. I know they have a famed uh, history against uh, losing at the pit. Yeah, but they're going to win. Springboro is very, very bad. Springboro is not won a game this year. They lost to a D4 school last week. So. Oh, that's tough. Baden? <laughs> Baden's D3. <laughs> oh, so uh, Springboro will not, will not play well at the pit this week. Okay. Uh, Casey? Hmm. Uh, you guys are both taking Elder. Uh, my, I dare you to do it. My father-in-law is an elder grad. Yes. I don't think he would be very pleased with me if I did not take elder here. Okay. So I'm going to take elder as well. All right. So we're going to put elder for Trace too. I'm assuming that's he has a brain on his shoulders. So we're going to put elder for Trace. All right. Game two. Let me get it out real quick. Here we go. Here we go. We have Western Hills at New Richmond. Again, this is one of the best games you can find on the slate. West High versus New Richmond. This is two tough opponents. West High, they fielded a football program, certainly. It's one of the football programs in the city. Uh, I'm going to actually take New Richmond on this one, though. They've got a lot of wind. There's a wind factor. It's a lot like Wrigley Field. Uh, so I'm going to take New Richmond against Western Hills. Is, is, it, is it at? Is it on the river at New Richmond? It's in New Richmond with the wind. Oh, the Lions. That's actually, if you've never been there, that's a that's a really cool stadium. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to take West High. New Richmond has, has been good recently. I, sure, sure. West give me High. Give me West High. All right, Casey? Uh, Pete Rose is alma mater. I'm going to take New Richmond. All right, New Richmond for Casey. You are so good at picking these games. And who's, <laughs> and, and who's Trace going to pick? Who do you think Trace would pick in this one if Trace were here? Uh, New Richmond. He'd pick New Richmond. All right. Game three. Again, these are the best games you can find on the slate tonight. Here we go. Here we go. Let me scroll down just a little bit. I love how you get them from, instead of going to the league <laughs> websites, you just get them from some, from the Inquirer. Please, no free ads. No free ads. Uh, here we go. We got Fayetteville, we have Fayetteville Perry at East Clinton. Maybe related to Hillary. So I'm going to, Fayetteville, Fayetteville Perry at You're, East Clinton. We're, we're doing... Indiana schools now, or are those is that is that Kentucky? Uh, I think that's Kentucky. Wait, no, that's no, that's Sab Sabina. No, that's Sabina. Ohio. That's Ohio. Sabina, Sabina, Ohio. Sabina, Ohio. Fayetteville Perry at East Clinton. These are household names, guys. I'm gonna actually take uh, East Clinton. We're gonna take Bill and Hillary's uh, alma mater. So that's mine. We have East East Clinton. Read again. Fayetteville Perry. They're looking good this year. Scouting report. If on it was Lima Perry, I'd take the Commodores, but I don't know Fayetteville Perry. Um, East Clinton County, that sounds like a Kentucky or Indiana school. Um, but yeah, give, give, me, uh, give me Perry. Give me Perry. <laughs> give, okay. me, give me East Clinton. I just looked at Fayetteville Perry's schedule. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll take East Clinton. All right, Clinton. so we, Reed took uh, Perry the Platypus. All right. <laughs> Who do we think Trace would take in that uh, juggernaut matchup there? Knowing Trace, East Clinton. <laughs> East Clinton. All right. I hate this. <laughs> Why do you hate this? Is, these are the best teams on the on the schedule. Am I not supposed to take the very best? Yes. We're taking the best of the best. Go on. Do All right. The next one. Uh, we have this one again. These are the best of the best. This is a very serious sports talk show. Uh, we have Monroe at Fenwick. That's a good game. That's a great game. Those are those are those are very close proximity teams. Very yeah. very even. Um, Fenwick's better. Monroe has had a good seasons over recently, but I'm gonna go with the team in the GCL. I'm gonna go with Fenwick. I'm also going to take Fenwick. Hmm. 
Triple option from Monroe. I don't know. I I, I like Fenwick. I, I, I like Fenwick a lot. I'm going to go with Fenwick. Fenwick for Casey. Okay. And I believe this is the one, two, three. This is the last game. Oh, wait. Who do, who do we think Trace would pick in that one? Fenwick? Let's put Trace for Fenwick. He would he would take Monroe to be different. All right. Then he's, he's gets, he gets Monroe. All right. Give you a dollar if you can tell me either one of their mascots. Of course I couldn't. All right. Last game. Last game. I, let me guess real quick. The Thunderbirds. Nope. Falcons and Hornets. Oh, I got was a close. Funny story about Elliot. Elliot, I'm not who who went to Elder. I'm not sure he has a firm grasp on what a private and public school is. Cause he asked me if Mason was a private school. He asked me if Wyoming were private was a private school. He asked me if Indian Hill and Marymount were private schools. And I said, I don't think you have a firm grasp on on what is private and what is public. Yeah, I mean, I certainly, you certainly put me in a, in a pretzel there, and I'm glad you're airing this on the air to make me look stupid. That's just Reedy slanders people. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I have nothing to add to that bit. So here we go. Last game, uh, we have Ross taking on Northwest. Northwest. Northwest at Ross. Yeah, give me the Ross Rams. Okay. The triple option, they're 0 2. Is, is this Everett's, is this Everett's uh, school? Alma mater, yes. I'm going to yes. take Ross with Everett. Shout out Everett. If you watched the, the coaches' show on Chatterbox Sports earlier this week where we talked with Coach Kenyon Cummins, he really likes the matchup here. Um, I know Northwest. And where could you watch that, by the way? Where could you watch the coaches' show if you wanted to watch for the next time? Watchcbox.com. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. Casey, Northwest at Ross. Ooh, uh, both teams are a little bit in a rut right now, but I know Coach Cummins. I've been with him uh, He's for, a great now, guy. Like, for, for uh, over a year now. A Marine. Hung out with him, had a beer with him. Yeah, he's Talked to him a lot. I really like his kids. Really like his kids. I think they've got a lot of fire in them. I think they they pull out the win here against Northwest. At so, home? It's, at the, home. It's, it's, it's on cable. So if you couldn't watch football last night, that game is the Spectrum game of the week. So you can watch it on cable if you still got Spectrum. No free ads. No free ads. Spectrums are bombs. Uh, Trace, we're going to put him down for Ross as well. So there we go. That's high school again. The loser of that segment gets fired at the end of the year. Mm. That's going to be really fun. Casey, it's time for college football picks. College football picks. Let's pull up the first game of the week. I'm ready to roll. I'm going to win this so hard. These guys don't even know. First game tonight at guys, 11 p.m. I just don't know how good I am at this. Stanford versus Hawaii. At Hawaii. Keep in mind, I was 3-0. I was 3-0 yesterday on my picks. So if you rode my picks, you're very rich. Sorry, go ahead. Very rich. So Tom also made picks. Um, he's not going to be here on the show today, of course, because he just got out of his surgery. But he did, in fact, send over his picks. He's going with Hawaii here. Plus two and a half. Okay. I, myself, whenever it's midnight on a Saturday or whenever they play... I look at my TV usually. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to do that any longer because Spectrum is not letting me have uh, football games. No free ads to Spectrum, but they are Spectrum and they suck. I'm going to take Hawaii as well. You always take the Hawaii game. You always bet it no matter what, and you always take Hawaii. Has it worked for me thus far? Nope. But will it work for me tonight? Probably not. But let's go Hawaii. Uh, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take uh, the Atlantic Coast Conference um, team. I'm going to take Stan. Oh, Casey's up. Sorry, did I already? Give no, you're good. Yeah, you're good, I'm man. taking Stanford. I'm taking Stanford here. Well, I am also going to take Stanford. Um, the trees, because everyone is picking Hawaii. So I mean, that's that's 
kind of how I feel about that. So, the trees. The trees. Next game, we have Colorado versus TCU. Coach Prime. It's prime time. Uh, the spread of that is uh, what, 19 and a half. 19 and I'm going to take Colorado and Coach Prime. They're not going to win tonight. There's a 0% chance they win the game. But what's going to happen is they're going to cover the spread. Coach Prime, that's my guy. Should have been the head coach of the University of Cincinnati Bearcats. But he is the head coach of the Colorado whatever, Bulls. Buffalo. Buffaloes. Yikes. I'm not a good mascot guy. But we're going with, we're going with Coach Prime. You can't even name the Reds mascots. I, I, surely, I surely can. But let's go ahead. Continue. Continue. Uh, you know what? I I have a close friend. I played college baseball with a guy who takes care of Colorado's field. They're, I don't believe they're playing there, but I'm not going to side with my boy Jack Bondi over there at, at Colorado. Instead, I'm going to take the Horn Frogs because I've been a Horn Frog supporter ever since the greatest quarterback that the Bengals have ever had, Andy Dalton, was here. So I have a picture with Andy Dalton where I'm doing this right beside him. So I'm going Horn Frogs. There we go. Casey? Right. And naturally, of course, Tom is going to pick TCU um, for his uh, daughter's school. His daughter, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I really struggled with this one back and forth. Um, system play says Colorado. I really like Coach Prime, but TCU, they've still got some really good athletes over there right now. Um, specifically, I think they got a defensive end that can really make a make a, a impact this season for them. I'm still gonna pick Colorado. I just I'm just a believer in Coach Prime. Prime time. I, I'm with you, Casey. I'm right there with you. So all right, we got we got some Colorados. We got some TCUs. Next game. Virginia versus Tennessee. Tennessee minus twenty eight and a half. Uh, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Tennessee. I don't think Virginia is very good. Um, I think the ACC is pretty bad. So that's fair. Good luck, Virginia. Um, if you come to me, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, you know I'm a big LeBron guy, so give me the Cavaliers. Give me the Cavs. <laughs> Go Cavs. That was good. That was a yes. good reference. All right. So Tom is taking the Volunteers, Tennessee, and uh, I just. Out of all the players that left for Tennessee, they lost their quarterback. They lost their two really dynamic receivers. Um, I think they just kind of hit their stride last season. They had some good talent. They lost a lot of good talent. I don't know, man. I just can't take Tennessee at minus 28 and a half here. I don't think the Cavaliers are great by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm taking the, the Cavaliers here. There we go. There we go. All right, next game. Next game. This is a fan favorite. Oh, well, there went all of our picks. On <laughs> well, just leave him up. Leave him up. So we have Ohio State versus Indiana. Shout out to my guy, Mark Fetters. Shout out to Sir Boy Wonder. Whoever else is in the chat. Is Everett an Ohio State fan too? Yes. Okay, yes. so shout out Everett. Shout out really everybody in the chat. I think everybody's an Ohio State fan apparently. Uh, Ohio State is going to win tonight by about 75. It's not going to be close. Or tomorrow, excuse me. Sorry. Uh, they're going to win the game by about 200 points. Ohio State, I mean, this game won't be competitive at all. Shout out Ohio State. I mean, one of the one of the key things about this game is that Indiana, I think they lost their starting corner <laughs> against maybe one of the best receivers that's ever stepped on the field for Ohio State and Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, that's not a good – that's not good for them. I expect Ohio State to just crush that. 28 and a half, that's easy. 
listen, you don't go into Bloomington on a Saturday in in late summer, early fall, and expect to come out with a win. Ohio State has really struggled playing in Indiana as of as of late in the state of Indiana. So uh, yeah, give me give me the Hoosiers. I think they're going to cover. I think Ohio State wins, but it's probably going to be on a last second safety. <laughs> yeah, good pick, Reed. That was real intelligent there. Uh, next game, Casey. Next game, West Virginia versus Penn State. Penn State favored by 19 and a half. I'm going to take the Nittany Lions. I think West Virginia's bad. So we're going to go Nittany Lions. I think Penn State's going to be okay this year, right? They're going to be pretty good. I mean, this, this is a <laughs> monumentous season for them. I mean, they're without Clifford. Yeah, it's, 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 it's been almost two decades since the Clifford the Big Red Dog has been their quarterback. <laughs> In the NFL now, by the way. Shout, shout out Sean Clifford. Shout Actually, don't Green shout Bay. out. He went to St. X. Never mind. I take that shout back. Shout out Green Bay. I take yep. that back. Yep. Private school. Um, <laughs> I think I think the Nittany Lions take this one out. I think uh, the Nittany Lions um, pull this one out. Sure, yeah. I know nothing about any of these teams, if you guys haven't noticed. I'm just... Just rattling them off. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody really does, but that's why we're here. We're just here to have a good time, uh, not a long time. Casey? Yeah, I mean, I, I barely know much more than you guys, but I do know this. Penn State, really good defense. That, that's that's their specialty, really good defense. And West Virginia, they, they, they have somewhat of an offensive presence, but when it comes up against uh, Penn State, I don't think they're going to be able to get it done. I have Penn State here covering 19 and a half. We'll see what their new offense looks like. And uh, Tom also has Penn State here, 19 and a half. So mm. on to the next game. The Sunday night game, or the, the Saturday night game, excuse me, UNC versus go. South Carolina. Battle of Carolina. Again, their seasons only matter for this game. This is why they wake up in the morning. This is why they go to bed at night. Their whole year revolves around this game. It's the Battle of the Carolinas. I'm going to take the SEC school because I think the ACC football conference is bad. So I'm going to go South Carolina. Shout out South Carolina. Jadavion Clowney. Um, yeah, so you called this the Battle of Carolina. This is the Civil War. It's the North versus the South. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes you get a state championship. Like when Indiana and Purdue play, that's a state championship. This is, I like to think of this as two states championships playing one, <laughs> playing one another. Um, yeah, um, I'm not a history buff, but just like the Civil War, I think South Carolina wins. <laughs> so uh, Tom uh, must really believe in the SEC here. He's, he's got South Carolina winning, Matt. And, uh, is this a clean sweep? I also have South Carolina winning this game. All right, I'm changing it then. North Carolina. I'm changing it back to North Carolina. I can't have this. It worked for me yesterday. You believe in Sam Howell? Or not Sam Howell. Who's the guy that over there now? It, it, worked for, guy. it worked for me yesterday. I'm riding with North Carolina. I won it on the record. I won it on the, North, on the record. I am riding with North Carolina. I think that team stinks. But I have no other choice because everybody else picks South Carolina, and that yeah, never works. You so. believe in Drake May. That's right. That's the guy I was thinking. Yeah, Luke May. Shout out Luke May. Basketball, North Carolina. Um, All right, last one. Last game. Last game. LSU versus FSU. Oh, yeah. LSU favored by one and a half. I'm going to take Coach O and the LSU Tigers. Oh, nice. I, people are going to say, oh, Coach O doesn't still. I know that, guys. I know that. I'm going to take LSU minus one and a half. Uh, not really much to add. I think, again, SEC is king. So, LSU – Go Tigers. 
Yeah, I think uh, Florida State's going to be a very good team this year. Once again, don't know a whole lot about these um, these teams going into week one. I'm just stabbing in the dark. And if there's one thing I know is that LSU, it's easy to win there because the last three coaches that have coached there have won a national championship. I think Brian Kelly's going to win a national championship at LSU. I think it's the easiest place in college football to win a national championship. So I think LSU is going to start out on the right foot, and I think they're going to beat FSU. Well, uh, Tom would agree with you. Reed, he has oh, LSU no. winning that game as well. Oh, no. Just to be different, I picked FSU. Okay, that's um, good. That's good. Otherwise, I, I would have had to do it. Uh, yep. And I just uh, there's just something about LSU that I'm I'm hesitant, man. I'm just a little little weary, a little weary of Brian Kelly, a little weary of LSU. I mean, FSU isn't that much better in that regard, but I don't know. I just. Not a fan of Brian Kelly, so. Yeah, Brian Kelly's a bum. Um, yeah, that's all there is. All I had that's appropriate for this show. So, other than that, that's our picks for that. And now we are going to go over to Reed, the troll, for. Oh, don't don't introduce me like that. Oh, I'm sorry. We're going to now go to Reed, uh, the Cubs fan and troll for chat power rankings. Chat yeah. power rankings. We haven't. I think we missed it last week. We're not. I don't know if we've done it in a couple of weeks. We haven't done it in a while. Um, so this is going to be a, a monumental chat power rankings. Monumental. This is just top five. Uh, yeah, yeah, top five and an honorable mention. Okay, so I'm gonna take these off so I can just talk directly into the headset. Um, yeah, guys. So we're sorry for missing the last few weeks of honorable min or of chat power rankings. It's been kind of busy. It's going to continue to be busy around here. We're scrambling. I, I know Trace has been been working uh, nose on the grindstone, and and we've been pretty busy as well. So we'll, we'll do our best to keep programming the same. But we're getting back to chat power rankings. So it's the first chat power rankings of football season. Let's dive in. Why don't we? Coming in at number five on the chat power rankings. He had a great week. Um, he, he, did, he needs to be bonked a lot. He, he gets bonked a lot in this chat. I know who this is. He deserves is. it. It's Mark Fetters, noted Notre Dame fan. Mark Fetters. <laughs> so, Mark, thank you for being a part of the chat. You've been a, you've been a loyal watcher of the show and you've been a great member of the chat and we thank you for for being a part of this let's go fetters that's you yeah, baby mark fetters you you deserve that um you know the next guy i was i was thinking how can i craft this list how can i do this list it is someone who has been loyal to chatterbox sports um since the beginning and he's once a bit once again been a great fan we're supposed to go to the handlebar um, for one of the games this series, but apparently he stood me up, so that's why he's not number one. But instead, coming in at number four, it is Sir Boy's Big Hat. Um, I don't know if you saw this picture <laughs> of Sir Boy. It was a great picture of him and T. Shout out wait, to— Wait, wait, I can't— Who's T up? Which one's T? Yeah, T. T's on the right. Okay. Sir Boy's on the left. Right. Sir Boy, I, I don't know where you got this big hat. That is awesome. <laughs> that is such— If you haven't seen it, go to Sir Boy's Twitter. He's got a picture of it. it, it it's really great. It's so big. It's so funny. That is great. Um, Sir Boy, thank you for being a part of our chat. Thank you for being I a love Sir Boy. Sir Boy boosted my Twitter account uh, tenfold. Yeah, thank you for being a loyal um, chat, a loyal member of Nutcutter Nation. We really appreciate it. Coming in at number three, it is someone who I spar with in the chat quite a bit. Um, I don't know if he's been on the chat power rankings before, but if he hasn't, we apologize. Now we're giving you your due credit. It's Swaggy Plague. Yeah, Swaggy P. I, I went to your YouTube account, your your to your actual channel to get your picture. I was hoping that you had some videos on there. Um, you got five subscribers, but thank you for being a part of the, the chat. We really appreciate it. You're coming in at number three. Great week, Swaggy Plague. Um, coming in number two, 
Just heard some great news about him. Um, he, if if you haven't seen any of my chat power rankings before, he's pretty much a staple of them. I think he's I think he's one of our best, if not our best, constant chat chatter. And we're gonna miss him, but we understand why he's gonna be out of the chat. Um, very exciting news for a Mr. Everett Henry. That's my guy, Everett. Part of the Ramley. He's going to add another addition to the Ramley. We, we appreciate go. you being a part of the chat every single week. I love Everett with my yeah. whole heart. Yeah, Everett, you're you're fantastic. Thank you. Seriously, thank you guys. All of you guys. Not just Everett. Not just uh, the people that we've named so far. But um, Everett, fantastic in the chat. Per usual. We've got one honorable mention. One honorable mention. <laughs> this person. Um, and again, this, this is a very serious segment here, so you're not going to put any bits in here, right? This is going to be very serious. Okay. This is honorable mention. I um, want to double check. We like to do the honorable mentions before we get to number one, but um, this person has been the talk of the chat for quite some time. This person, I think, makes its, makes its presence known every time that we have a live show. Honorable mention this week is My Thighs. Just, <laughs> you guys love them so much. Look at all that skin. The short shorts. You love them. My thighs coming in as the honorable mention. Look at that. Wow. Congratulations, thighs. Yeah, my thighs. They they deserve them. Yeah, they, they do. deserve them. <laughs> yeah, they do. Um, coming in at number one this week. Um, seriously, this is, I, I could not think of anybody better to represent number one this week. And it is Shytown Real Estate. We love you. You love us. A lot of love going around. I'm a big proponent of ELE. If you don't know, that is a picture of Gary, Indiana. Um, didn't know what else to put. So Shytown Real Estate. Thank you so much for the super chats this week. Thank you so much for spreading love in the chat. It, it becomes toxic. It's not. It's never toxic. Our chat is never toxic because we're all we're all friends here. We're all sparring with one another. Even when I tease you, even when you guys tease me, I know it's all out of love. We love you guys and Shytown. Gives the most, uh, gives the most love. So, Chi Town Real Estate, you're number one this week in chat power rankings. How about that? We thank you. Thank we you, Chi Town. I love you. Unfortunately, I don't love your city very much, but that's only because Reed took me there and he made me watch one of the worst baseball games in the history of the sport. But Chi Town Real Estate, I love you more than you even know. So, shout out you. Other than that, that's pretty much it. I, I do have a quick cherry on top. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna cherry on top is gonna be um, Casey. If, if that's okay, we're gonna, we're gonna take the picture from the. Chatterbox Twitter. It's going to be the bash on Short Vine. Uh, the Chatterbox bash, sports bash on Short Vine, marching band. Everybody, I want everybody to be there tomorrow. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a party. I know Mouse Cop might not be there because it's in Clifton and he doesn't like Clifton because he thinks Norwood's a much better place for some reason. Uh, I, I don't know why he would think that. But everybody, come out there. This is our schedule. We're going to have a good time tomorrow. Trace, Sean, all these guys, Jordan, everybody over there has been working their tail off. Uh, try to get this event awesome for everybody. Come on out. Let's have ourselves a time. If you don't like UC, still come out. All your friends will be there. The whole world will be there. Um, and we will have a marching band. Uh, per local news website that I will not name, WLWT. No free ads at WLWT. Uh, but they did say there would be a marching band. There is not. There is no marching band going to be there. If you come out for the marching band, you're going to be disappointed. I'm very sorry. Uh, other than that, we have a Reds game to get to. It's going to be the biggest game of the year. The next four games, each one of them are the biggest game of the year. If we lose this game, tonight's the game's the biggest game of the year. If you lose them both, then Saturday's game, biggest game of the year. Every single game is the biggest game of the year. I know Nick Kirby doesn't like that very much, but listen, this is the biggest series of the year. The Reds are going to come up big. I love this. Uh, I, I, I'm a little scared. I'm a little nervous right now. Reed, 
Will you be eating anything at the ballpark tonight? Um, probably not. I've well, I've got to do the game, and I got to watch the game. Then I got to get back here and do some high school football. So um, I don't know what I'll be eating. I'll probably eat something on the way down there. Try to save money. If 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 I do eat something, I'm a I, I'll probably just be a dog. And, and which games are we? Uh, are, which games are we hosting tonight on on Chatterbox? Uh, so we were originally going to do the Ross game and the Northwest game, but because of Spectrum, um, you know, it's they don't have a big press box, so. You know, we secede to uh, the cable. So, that so Spectrum ruined that too, huh? No, yeah, but we're, we're glad that those programs get a get a big shine on 100%. cable television. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so instead, we're going to be doing the Mason-Hamilton game um, at the Virgil Schwarm. And then tomorrow on Chatter on WatchCbox.com, you will also be able to watch uh, local teams, Trent and Edgewood, um, facing off against the Baden Rams. So you can catch those um, if you get a subscription. Both those games will be on Chatterbox's network. So, yeah. Tune in. Reed will be calling the game. That'll be fun. Uh, Casey, he's sitting over there with the Viking helmet on. He's worn it this whole show. He predicted the collapse of the Cincinnati Reds. He's not going to the game today. Uh, do you have any thoughts, Casey? By the, a, way, by the way, if you're looking for Casey's prediction on how this series went, he predicted a four-game sweep for Chicago. No. Do you I stand by that? Do you I, stand I, by I that? I predicted them to, to get three wins and for the Reds to only get one. But – you know, circumstances change. I wore the helmet the whole time. It's usually good luck. And usually. Usually good luck. So I would like to think that they can get it done this weekend and turn the tides. It is September. I've been telling everyone in the chat to just calm down. It's September, baby. We're here. It's time to get to work. It's time for the Reds to show what they're made of. Pump me up. Pump me up. You guys want to end with a slow clap? Actually, real quick, you shout out United Dairy Farmers, shout out Encore Technologies, shout out Betfred, right? Shout out everybody. Pawnee Water, perhaps the greatest water known to man, right here. Go buy Pawnee Water, bet with Betfred, get your technology solutions from Encore, get your coffee and whatever else you get from UDF. I have a UDF rewards card, I think. I don't know if I have it in my wallet, but I have it, I have it, I have it with me every time I go to UDF. So shout out to UDF. Um, let's get a slow clap going. Can we get a slow clap going? Oh, cut his mic. Nope, we're going to have to cut his mic. Cut his mic. Is his mic cut? His mic's cut now. Yeah, Reed's mic is cut. Thank you, Casey. All right, so we're going to do a slow clap. Everybody, have a great weekend. Uh, we'll see you at the Bash tomorrow. We'll see you at the Great American Ballpark tonight. Uh, I want everybody at their computers, everybody at your, at your houses. I know my grandparents watch this show. My dad watches this show. Everybody watches this show. I want you to sit, sit right now. Get ready to roll, and we're just do a slow clap, and we'll end it out, Casey. We'll just fade it out after seven claps. You ready? Okay. Baseball season's underway. Better get ready for a brand new day. This is a serious sports talk show. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? <laughs>